to another episode of Family Records. My name is Matt Rodolfi, and with me every week is Blake Sweet, my cousin. How is it going, cousin? It's going great, cousin. Yeah, is it cousin? It is. It's yeah. going awesome, cousin. Cause How about yourself, cousin? Why is it so creepy to say cousin? <laughs> we could just say cuz. Oh, that's kind of yeah, lame, too. Yeah. Sup, cuz? I mean, unless you're like Hawaiian. I don't even know who still says cuz anymore. Cuz. No, maybe not Hawaiian. At one know. point in like the early 2000s, I think it was normal to say everyone that. Everyone was but. cousin. I remember there was a quick minute where uh, everyone in my group of friends was saying blood. Like, like you know, like <laughs> kind of like instead of brother. Or oh, my God. Bro or I whatever. forgot like, all about that. Did you experience that, yeah. too? Like, listen up, blood. I love you. Like, I don't know where that came from. Well, actually, I do know where it came from. <laughs> it was one of, oh, our, yeah. one of our older friends. But like, yeah, it's just that's funny. I don't know. That was a weird little phenomenon. <laughs> Maybe yeah, man, it's slang past is weird. That. Slang is weird, especially like like our generation. Our generation changes slang terms so goddamn often. Yeah, it's hard to keep up sometimes. Oh, dude, I I think I'm still like seven eight years behind. I'm still feeling dummy thick, and now everyone is based. So I don't know what to <laughs> believe. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Do you remember that? I remember I used to teach high school at the time when like those that was all uh, I, I knew enough of the terms, but I'd screw with the kids. And they'd be like, I'm, God, I don't remember all the terms I use. But I say something and they're like, they all looked at me like you just you, you just said that or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I got big brain, dummy, thick, big brain energy or whatever. <laughs> the kid, the kids all giggled. It was fun. Yeah, you probably looked like an old man. Sure, probably. How old were you when you were teaching? Like, uh, early twenties. I taught from. Let's see, moved here. I was like, I probably. Like, I think I taught till I was like. Oh wait, no, I can do the math. Hold on, I'm thirty three. <laughs> Seven years before that, so like twenty six, I moved up back up here. Okay, so you were about my age. Yeah. So, but yeah, and, they probably thought you I think were. I was a like dinosaur. 27 when I did that, though, because I was I was still uh, going down south and like teaching some band camps and stuff for for fun. This one and, time uh, at band camp, mm-hmm. never heard that before. As a band person, <laughs> we never hear that. Not so, once. No, we, it's interesting. I no one ever goes that route. Yeah, it's like um, it's like nobody's ever seen American Pie. <laughs> I was talking to Mikey the other day. We were talking about how like when you're in Drumline, especially. Everyone wants to talk about the Nick Cannon movie, Dr- Drumline. Oh, that was such a great movie. Yeah, I bet you thought so. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. I, and there was there's a lot to love. But I remember when I was in the thick of it, the drumming, it's so obvious that he's not actually drumming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. His stick heights oh, don't match sure. what he's playing at all. <laughs> like the, in the moments when the, the drum lines are like battling and stuff, like that's obviously drum lines playing. But... Yeah, like Nick Cannon be like, you know, playing. It's like, wow, a lot of, 
stick heights don't really match there. But okay. <laughs> you also had this You're machine. Saying, you would do that as a drum instructor, like break down a freaking movie. I don't know if I broke it down. And I was still playing at the time when that came out. I wasn't <laughs> teaching yet. But they had this thing in that movie that we all love that we used to make fun of. Well, actually, uh, you saw a lot of drum lines. I'm sure a lot of them did it for fun because it is a decent movie. I look in retrospect, but um, we used to do that, cool the concept. drum line, like holding the sticks in the cross. We used to do that ironically when we were, when we were marching. So how often did you do that? Ironically, a lot because th- there's a line somewhere. We're doing something ironically stops being ironic. Uh, when it, did you cross that line? No, I don't think so. I think we naturally fell out of favor as the joke got too old. We didn't actually embrace it. Okay. Because <laughs> there's things like like I started using TikTok ironically. Yeah. And now I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, but you it's, also it's have not me ironic going anymore. like, dude, it's not going to be ironic. Trust me. TikTok rules. <laughs> well, you started it ironically too, you dick. <laughs> not, well, not really. Mikey got into it. Then Chelsea got into it. And then I kind of went on just to see. And then I got hooked. I don't know if it was ironic. Maybe it was. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> uh, but that drumline movie had this little machine. There was a scene in the movie where he's just like playing on this pad. He's like, just like drumming or whatever. Right. And then this machine like prints out what he's drumming. Like he could just drum it onto this little surface and it would print it out. Mm-hmm. And this machine, like it was, unless there's one that exists that I don't know about, but like this machine just knew what, what time signature he was playing in. And it just apparently figured out the tempo and like all these factors that are kind of important in composition. So you mean a machine like that doesn't exist No, at least not, not to my knowledge. Hmm. Uh, if someone out there is a drummer and wants to let me know, go right ahead. If you want to send us one, (laughs) (laughs) see what Blake can come up with. (laughs) How have you, have you been dude? Good week. It was was an all right week. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's work. Yeah, some weeks just kind of <laughs> happen, don't they? Yeah. Get away from you, and then it's over. Yeah. I am I mean, I'm kind of glad. Like, it it at least went by fairly quickly. Like, there are some work weeks where it's just dragging day after sure. day after day. Yeah, you know, no, I, mean, I know every that. Every day I work a 36-hour shift, or it feels like it at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know how that goes. I had When I was catching up after I had COVID, I was working, like, up until like this last week, I was, well, I guess it's only like two, two and a half weeks. I was working whatever it was, but I was working freaking like 10, 11, 12 hour days, almost every day. It sucked. Oh yeah. <laughs> just playing catch up. Well, and it's, just, I'll bet you those were the days where you just came home and you needed a drink. Oh yeah. The problem is that sometimes I was so beat. I didn't drink. <laughs> you know, like you're just <laughs> oh, so yeah. out of it. You're like, I feel like I had one already. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. Um, well, speaking of drinking, yeah, let's get into this because we have, we have, I'm sure we have well, plenty to talk about. We have to, we have to get better at jumping into the whiskey tasting. And that was a decent transition. I applaud you for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the fly, improv. On the fly. Yeah, you, yes, and. <laughs> All right. So tonight we are drinking Copper Sea Excelsior Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Copper Sea Excelsior? Yep. So it Copper Sea is the distillery. Ex, Excelsior is the label. Oh, okay. Is this Stan Lee whiskey? I mean, it's from New York, so there is a possibility. Oh, Excelsior. 100% New York bourbon made of New York grain barreled in New York 
Coopered charred barrels from Hudson Valley Oak. What the hell's Coopered? Is that? I think that's making the barrels. Cooper? It, like a, a Cooper is a barrel maker. Oh. I think. I don't know. I'm completely pulling that out of my ass. But that's okay. from context. It seems to make sense. Well, you keep going. I'll do a quick little Google search. All right. I mean, that's that's actually all that this one has. That's wait, it? Wait, nope. The quintessential expression of New York terroir. I, I have no idea what the hell that word means. Hmm. T-E-R-R-O-I-R. It's obviously French, <laughs> <laughs> which canonically I have problems with. Excelsior, New York state motto means ever upwards and our Excelsior straight bourbon is made exclusively from Hudson Valley grains and then aged in a New York coopered barrel of Hudson Valley oak. Excelsior is the first truly 100% New York bourbon since well before Prohibition. Huh. Oh my God, there's more. Oh. Leave it to a New York distillery. Yeah, really lay it out <laughs> for you, huh? Coppersy worked with on this special project with U.S. Barrel, located in the Adirondacks, and the oldest cooperage in the Northeast. They harvest sustainably grown wood and, like Coppersea, use a combination of traditional and modern technology. As huh. with all of Coppersea's heritage methods distilled products, we mash Excelsior bourbon in open top fermenters for additional local. There's that word again, terroir. <laughs> uh, twice distill in true fire copper, direct fired, simple alembic, alembic. God. You, you're I, hate, I hate that I like whiskey because <laughs> some of it is just so douchey. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I don't I, know what. Uh, oh, no. Maybe I have found it. Ah, ah. Do you find what a Cooper is? Uh, yeah. The term of art for the oak barrel or barrels of whiskey is uh, a whiskey is aged in. So I think you're right. Woo-hoo! The art of the oak <laughs> barrel. Yeah. Good call. So would this guy be a master of wood? Nice. <laughs> Sounds a Since lot better than apparently a that's a real thing. <laughs> I'm a Cooper. All right. Well, let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> Clink. All right. Ooh, it's got like a sweetness on the nose. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. It's very subtle, but there is something going on. Yeah, I don't know. I feel very neutral about this. Yeah. It doesn't exactly make me want to shout Excelsior. <laughs> Would that even be contextually correct there? It depends on how you feel about it. Well, I guess you Excelsior, unless you're, yeah, it's because it's neutral. No, Excelsior is bad, then that doesn't apply either. Well, Excelsior would be like, like a good thing, right? Yeah, like I would think so. Like, I don't know. I huh. in, Would it be like shouting, hell yeah? I, I don't think I would. No. It's all right. It's, yeah, it's not bad. It might be really good. We tried it on the ice. It might be really good neat, but considering if, how soft it is. Yeah. But yeah, if this is the quintessential New York bourbon, I don't know how I feel about that. Huh. Again, though, we're drinking on the rocks. This is true. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's good. 
No complaints. You know, I've been meaning yeah, to look and see. Don't get me buzzed. I've been meaning to look and see if there's any distilleries in New Hampshire for oh, them out there. Oh, you better get a cool one. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have Although, to look. Like, I already tried to get you a Montana one, and yeah, we, that's well, true. we've been over how that turned out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Although I'm flying uh, uh, mainstream airlines, so. What airline's that? Uh, we're flying Alaska there and United back. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I tried so yeah, not not redneck spirit. Yeah, I went through uh <laughs> like travelocity, I think, for this one because I was like, I need to save a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um so. But it turns out, so I guess Bailey's parents may or may not be coming out here for Thanksgiving, so I might be able to get you that bottle of whiskey Ooh, that much sooner. Oh nice. The Thanksgiving whiskey. Is it a good one for Thanksgiving time? Well, I don't know. I haven't tried it. It was the whole point of me buying it, was I had to buy a local <laughs> one I hadn't tried either. The Canadian one that I tried on our remote episode was pretty good. That'll yeah. be coming back with them. Okay. You can try that off air. Yeah. Or, or drink it yeah, after. Or double do, it up. Yeah. Do what we do when we have a taster bottle and yeah. just have that be the have it after. It's not yeah. a bad idea. Um, it's got a really cool bottle shape, too. I I don't know why. I think it's so cool, but it's just it, like a brick. Okay. I, I, I think a whiskey company should come out with some of like those old Coke bottles. Just with a whiskey in it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, be fun. Be fun. Do the, you drink uh, Mexican Coke? From time to time when I get my hands on it. Yeah, so good. It's so much better. It's so good. That real sugar, man. It is It is better than McDonald's Coca-Cola. I wonder if that's like a California thing. Like, do you think that people in like no. New Hampshire and stuff are getting Mexican Coke? No, they drink... Uh, What's the weird soda they drink up there? Was it like Fran- uh, Canadian Coke? It's got gravy in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup. Honestly, <laughs> maple Shots syrup fired. might be a, <laughs> that might be it. I don't remember what it was called, but like everybody was. We're in that discord and everybody's going off about how uh, how great this one soda is. Apparently the oldest soda company in the country. Ah. And it's only available in New England. Interesting. I have to try that out. And it is the most divisive thing. Oh, really? On whether yeah. people love it or hate it? Oh, definitely got to try it yeah. out. Uh, I, I looked it up to see what it would cost to order some out here. You have to buy it in like 12 packs, and it's like $25 to ship a 12, 12 pack out to California. Yeah, if you really want to try it, it's not <laughs> completely crazy, I guess. But No, yeah. but I mean, that's... I'll try it for us, and if it's great, we'll order some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring just, some back. Just, yeah, check some in your bag. There you go. And I, hope it doesn't explode <laughs> from the pressure. I uh, I recently found out. I feel like I knew this, but someone I it wasn't in my mind. But apparently, Adam Sandler's from New Hampshire. Yeah. So I feel like I knew that too. But uh, like, yeah, but I, 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 I did, I it was never lost. Would have occurred to me. Yeah, I didn't like. It's, it's New Hampshire. It's one of those states that people mention, and then it just dis- disappears but, uh, from your mind. It makes sense because, like, uh, Mr. Deeds. Well, yeah, Mr. Deeds wasn't the. Uh, not only the town he was from, but wasn't the made-up town that Winona's Ryder character or Winona Ryder's character <laughs> gave him? I've had like three sips. Was it like, uh, Winchester to yeah. Fieldville? Was that like New Hampshire? I think it might have been New Hampshire. That's funny. Um, we'll have to double-check that. But <laughs> apparently, uh, from like his things he's talked about, there was, what's it called? The Red... There's like a diner that he loves in New England. 
And I didn't even think oh, about that. Oh, the red that. arrow, yeah. The red arrow, I yeah. Heard, I've heard about that. So I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard him talk about that. Like, <laughs> cool, I'm going to go to that. We've been, One of the things we're excited for is the diners. Like, uh, my wife loves a diner. From what I understand, the ethnic, like the Mexican food and stuff isn't going to be great. I mean, I don't know. I've seen some of the places like Manchester look pretty good, but you never know. I. Yeah, it can look promising when you haven't been before. True. I lived in Montana. True. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Montana's a little different. They're a little. They're at least closer to a cultural hub out in New Hampshire. That's fair. Than Montana is. <laughs> That's not to say that it won't. It will be good. I don't know. I was looking. I don't know. I've got we'll a feeling see. you got some, you'll get some killer like poutine. I've been talking. Well, that's what I was getting at. Was these diners? A lot of them have like poutine, like what's it called? Oh, dude, f- any, anywhere along the northern border, you can yeah. get some good stuff or good poutine in Montana. So too. I'm like, hell yeah! All right, cool. I'm down <laughs> for that. I'm trying it's, some poutine. Oh, it's such a. Have you ever had it? Uh, I think I've had it like at a California hipster restaurant, so I don't think it actually counts. Yeah, no, no, it's it's very rich. Yeah, really. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Fries covered in cheese and gravy. I don't know. It sounds like <laughs> something I'd make on my own, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. It is delicious, but it, it is one of those things. If you clean your plate, you will hate yourself. <laughs> okay. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Good thing I won't be working while I'm out there, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, uh, I, I mean, it's like, although I can say the same thing for like carne asada fries, and it's because I will just shovel them that's true man i'll eat them until i'm done (laughs) it doesn't matter if i'm full i find out if i'm full after the carne sada fries are gone (laughs) poutine's the same thing i'm usually full (laughs) (laughs) of course there's a decent spot in livermore that makes uh pretty good carne sada fries they're not they're not like shout out like juniors and freaking vista but like (laughs) um they're pretty good they're pretty good oh dude i i still remember the first time when i went down to vista with the with you guys and you guys got me a thing of carne asada fries yeah i have never ever ever been able to hit that level with them again <laughs> i i have tried Do you remember places. where it was probably juniors i don't know if it was juniors you came down when my mom was living it was probably albert tacos maybe they make bomb fries too juniors oh, is a little it was different so it was the first time i had ever had guac on anything and liked it damn like those oh, the, guacamole, fried, yeah. the guacamole in up here is very different than the guac down oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People in NorCal <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of other places love to add stuff to it down to SoCal. Well, the way I was learned to, to make guac, mind you, that North County San Diego is like the guac or the avocado, like capital of the world. Well, I was going to say, aren't avocados like actually like exclusively native to that part of California? Yeah, they're Southern California. People think of them as like Mexican, no. but they're not. Uh, they're affiliated with Mexican food because of where they're at. Well, because California was Mexico for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> there. You go that too, and uh, yeah, the avocados. With the way we made them down there, you get a good avocado that's at the right ripeness. You just add a little salt and maybe some pepper. If it's a little like ripe and not quite there yet, then you add like a drop or two of of lime. But that's oh, yeah. that's it. That's just to bring the flavor out. People. Oh yeah. You go to Casa Rosa or something here. It's just going to taste like cilantro and lime. Yeah. in a guacamole aesthetic <laughs> and it's, it's, i have nothing against it because i no, enjoy no, no, that too but for sure but like but those carne asada fries in san diego oh, made me a guac person yeah the way they cook it, the it was asada. that good <laughs> the carne asada's got that like it's got that bite it's got a little dryness to it but it doesn't lose it's like because up here that's, i noticed they cook the it tender defi- that's the most divisive thing with a carne asada for me yeah it's like even up here where the mexican food is really good you can get a carne asada that gets like 
pounded thin and just cooked like burnt to a crisp or it's real tough and dry. And yeah. Down up here south, or down it, south? Up here. Oh, okay. I feel I, like you get both up here. Sometimes it's places I go and you get big, fat, thick, like tender pieces of carne asada. Then you go to Montana and you order a carne asada and it's just like a New York steak with some <laughs> taco seasoning on it. <laughs> That's great. I really want to still delicious, but <laughs> it's different. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm apparently New Hampshire, like that New England area, like the diners is where it's at. So I'm very excited because uh, everyone was saying the Americana food is bomb. It's just like, well, like, I mean, <laughs> foreign it, foods, like apparently it was like, be. that's like the original Americana we have Thai like. <laughs> food, but it's not going to be like your Thai food. You know what I mean? And, and I, I respect that. I respect you almost if I ever lived out there. Like if for some reason I was out there, I would go to those places probably for like an inkling like I do up here. Oh, yeah. The Mexican food is you're right. It's great compared to a lot of places in this country. But I don't know. I was, I'm used to down there. Oh, dude. And so SoCal and, and, and people can argue people swear SoCal is the best Mexican food you'll ever have. And I do wonder if that's just being down there because it's like it's not like white people are making the Mexican food up here. I mean, you know what I mean? We've like, also it's still had authentic. Mexican food down in Mexico, and that's that's pretty freaking bomb too. Yeah, but that's that can be very different too, though. Like the way SoCal makes it is is I think more of well, I think that's why you get like in NorCal because you'll get more central Mexico and farther Latin American areas. So like my grandma used to talk about that they cook it different, like the oh, way yeah, they yeah, cook sure. in the food. It's it's a big country. And uh, dude, you get a SoCal, you get a lot of that Baja mix, you know, from northern like the peninsula and stuff like that. So that's that's an interesting thing that I never even considered. I just figured it was like, you know, people come from all parts of Mexico and Central America to all parts of yeah California. I know it's not all parts of the country because I've been nah, other parts man. of the country and they are lacking. Pay attention <laughs> because like I notice up here, a lot of the taquerias will have like. Um, a map of Mexico or, or Central America on the wall and it'll they'll like highlight or show the area there they're, they're from. You know what I mean? Like the so hmm. it, and the, the food kind of follows. It's not that it's like cause some places they have completely different dishes that you won't find down south. You know what I mean? I mean, it's Mexican food, which is the glory of Mexican food is that it's like six ingredients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it can be done in so many different ways and cooked in so many different ways that it's you get dramatically different things. SoCal, you don't see that in, in Mexican joints. You don't really see like, oh, we're from this area. It's not full of the like uh, the culture decorations all over the wall. There's some of that, but like it's just, yeah, it's a hole in the wall spot. Just another Mexican taqueria. Those, those they don't even the, call them taquerias down there. Mikey moved up here and learned what taqueria meant. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, like the hole in the wall thing, like that's always where the best Mexican food comes from. Like that's. Yeah. Again. The, With any food, really. The first time I went out for. So maybe sushi. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I want sushi from a hole in the <laughs> yeah, wall. Hole in the wall sushi. I don't know. But Maybe uh, in like Vegas. But no, like first time I went out after moving back here from six years in Montana was I went to a taco truck. This taco truck was unlabeled. <laughs> Nothing. It was just a plain white taco truck, cash only. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I paid six bucks and got three or four tacos. And it was just, was, it was, yeah, it was, best thing i could have eaten first thing and to buy in california that's awesome <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing in socal i like i will not I, I still tend to only eat flour tortillas but like in socal there's certain spots where the corn tortilla just i love it up here they always feel too dry to me and again i think it has to do with 
how it's made, how it's prepped, and different preferences. I think from it's different... possible you're getting a lot more store bought corn tortillas up here too. That's possible. Uh, that's there, possible. There, there's, there's a, a handful of the store bought places that make their yeah. own in the back room. But... Well, there's a lot of store bought down there too. But at the same time, uh, you're going to have a lot of like distributors that are down there that aren't up here. Yeah. So even if it's it's bought and place, but it's going to be a local kind of company that's like pumping them out or whatever. Um, but no, it's uh God, where was I? I was going somewhere with that. I, you're making me want Mexican food. I will say there, <laughs> there was one thing in Montana. Cause like I learned pretty quickly if I wanted Mexican food, I'd have to make it myself. Sure. But I ended up finding it. Uh, there was this little local mom and pop grocery store because those things still exist up there. <laughs> uh, and they had just from a local bakery, these tor- or these homemade tortillas. Oh, nice for sale! And they were bomb. That they were the big flour burrito tortillas. Oh wow! And I would just buy them in bulk. <laughs> and that was if I was if I wanted Mexican food, I was making my own burritos. Have you uh, <laughs> have you had my family's pasole? I don't. I probably have. I've been to big family it's, gatherings. It's like a soup. It's I a think soup so. With uh, the oh, God, I, I'm blanking on the name of it. I shouldn't be blanking. I make it occasionally. Um, Hamica, I think that's what is. No, that's the fruit, isn't it? Hickama. Hickama. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, oh, my mom makes a good pasole. I, I think I come close, but it's <laughs> funny because it's like we have different, dis- well, similar, some of the same distributors and stuff, but I have to get a little, a few things different up here than down there, but it's still managed to make yeah. it at home come out pretty similar. So, oh yeah, it's, it's the same thing with, you know, living up there and making ethnic food up in a sure. place where it's all Americana. Yeah. As you know, you, you kind of just have to learn how to make do. Like I made a lot of Asian dishes with just top ramen <laughs> as the noodles. We've all been there, buddy. <laughs> just but honestly, that, top ramen, yeah, but, crack but like, an egg in it. That makes yeah, a world oh, of yeah. difference. Oh yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. That's the only way I can eat it now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but no, like, I mean, at least here they make like real authentic noodles up there. You just had to buy a packet of ramen. And <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this in Montana. What was, what was like the best food of any genre of food? Was there a spot that you guys were like, this, this place, I miss it. Um, there were a handful actually there. There were a few really, really good local places. There was, um, okay. There was this place, Bernie's diner. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it sounds a lot like what you're talking about with New Hampshire. It was just a classic diner in downtown Billings. Uh, but they, they had a rotating menu and they were known for their breakfasts. Oh, that's cool. And they had a lot of shit. Like, that's where I had poutine for the first time. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's got a soft spot there. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of... Uh, they had they make one of those... Uh, like, you know, the breakfast cheeseburger. It's basically just a cheeseburger with bacon and an egg on it. Maybe a hash brown, sure. Uh, it was that, but the buns were donuts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I tried it once, and I I regretted it, not because it wasn't not because it wasn't delicious, but because I knew the entire thing might give me a heart attack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to try that, but I I'd always because you see that occasionally the burger with the donuts, but I always stray away. You know what? Uh, there How was about- a, there was also a breakfast place also downtown that was like it they they were a bakery. They made their own oh, cinnamon cool. rolls and pies and that kind of shit. It was called Stella's. Nice uh, and. They had this challenge. They make four plate-sized pancakes, and if you can eat the whole thing, you're 
you get it for free. Four plate size, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. It was. Did you do it? I tried it. I think I made it through two and a half. Damn. Those are like, massive pancakes. Oh, yeah, they were then. thick and fluffy and. Nice. Oh, God. It was. Yeah. The last half pancake, I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's so a funny breakfast thing. Breakfast food. Breakfast food in Montana is really good. I have, there's, so there's <laughs> this thing food. in San Diego. People might hate on me for this because there's people that there's some diners there that everyone loves. And there were some places where I live that people swore by. There's some of these diners. I won't say the name like, Oh, let's go there. We got to go there. We're going to get some breakfast, whatever, whatever. And I, I would go to like all these places and I never understood it. Like I like a good diner. Oh yeah, but no, no, I, the diner just, thing is good if you find a good one. They're different. They're more like hipstery, maybe not, but there's some more traditional diners too. But I'm like, I just never cared. I, they never had the what I, the wow that I that people saw in it for me because I'm like, there's so many other fields. So I and I've had good diners in, in different oh, places yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the country, and um, and so I have a theory. I think that the Americana food suffers in San Diego. Well, I think so, <laughs> and anywhere. Honestly, anywhere where you have a diverse food scene, Americana kind of suffers because, like, yeah, you know, there's good diners scattered around here, but well, like, a lot of those diners have a lot of non very Americana stuff. Like, yeah, everyone's got huevos rancheros, but then they'd have like a couple different like well, options. That's, that's that the thing here Hispanic. in the Bay Area too. Like, yeah, most of your diners are going to be mediocre because yeah. nobody eats at fucking diners anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just a you know it. it Again, especially out here when you can go to an unmarked white truck and get great tacos. Yeah. You know, why would I go to a diner for six bucks? I can get (laughs) some of the best Mexican food on the planet. That's true. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I, the diners for breakfast, that's the thing. Cause there's there's people that like diners for breakfast and there's people that like diners for like lunch, dinner, middle of the night. You know what I mean? And and I, I like for a minute there there was like this hipster revolution where hipsters were opening up these like really niche breakfast places with bizarre fun dishes and stuff like that. And I've been to a few oh, of dude, them. That finally made its way to Montana too. Really? Yeah, I've been to there, a few. There's one place in Billings that serves avocado toast, and it's considered the hipster <laughs> joint. <laughs> there's some good. They they were making some good breakfast stuff, some fun stuff. I'm on board with some of that, but I feel like it fell off, and the trend is kind of fallen out. Yeah, it didn't. Li- well, we've talked about before. Hipsters have died out. <laughs> well, and the thing, too, part of it is like breakfast is supposed to be affordable. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go to breakfast yeah, right. to drop a hundred freaking dollars. I know there are people that are like, OK, I'm going to talk, throw a little shade on a local spot up here in the Bay Area. Have you been to Denica's? Yes, it has been a very long time. Oh, yes, I their food's fine. I mean, it's it's good. Even their food's good. It is so expensive. I can't believe that people go there. It's so expensive, dude. I like me and Chelsea went there with my sister invited dude, us one time. People like, see a price tag and they think it means it's good. Well, it's one of those spots. You're not it sitting is, it's down. Good food. You're, it is just, good food. It's just but you're not being served. You have to walk to the counter and order your order there at the counter, and then like there's no like meals. You have to order every individual thing. And so, like, the first time I went there with Chelsea and I was like, okay, well, each, I got, like, a breakfast burrito and a coffee. And she got, like, this and that. And they have these, like, donut things. Like, okay, or uh, cookies or whatever that are famous. Like, oh, we got a cookie each or whatever. We spent over $70 on two people for breakfast food. 
I couldn't believe, and the crowds were insane, oh, dude. dude. I couldn't dude. believe it. I was like, every time we go, ah, it was pretty good. Like, no, nah, I'm not freaking going there again. I don't got time for. I got money for that. That reminds me, nothing has made me feel more like an old man than when me and Bailey were in Vegas, and I went and got us breakfast from a coffee shop. Yeah, and it was one of those hipster coffee shops where, like, even you know, they couldn't even keep it like Starbucks simple. Really, it was that. Yeah, it was like everything had weird ingredients in it, and it was you know you get you can't just get like a vanilla latte. It's like a vanilla sage and cloves oh, latte. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. I hate that. There's restaurants that do that stuff too. Where you're like, oh, like, everyone loves this place. You yeah. go there, and it's like everything has at least one ingredient that you don't like. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like what the hell? And uh, yeah, and it's it was just one of those like everything was twice as much as it is at Starbucks, and Starbucks is already overpriced in my opinion. So. But yeah, I just felt yeah. like an, such an old man complaining about the fucking coffee. Like, yeah, I will say, <laughs> who does that? I will say, Starbucks <laughs> gives you some consistency, though. Oh yeah, that's that one. Th- I do have some respect for Starbucks. I've never gotten a coffee and be like, it, it's the McDonald's of coffee shops. I've been like, it's nothing spectacular, yeah. but you know what you're getting every time you go to Starbucks. I don't even know if it's McDonald's. I think I think the quality's a little bit better. Okay, fine. It's like the Wendy's of. All right, yeah, I'll it's take it. it's the Wendy's <laughs> of coffee shops. Same thing. It's uh, you know it's. You, you're getting the same thing every time, even if it's not like the best coffee you've ever had. In Montana, was uh, did you guys have Carl's Jr. or Hardee's? Oh, God, give me flashbacks. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> Hardee's. Oh, okay. Uh, I never really had much of a problem with it, like taste wise. Well, it's the same, but I. Oh, is that a contended issue as well? Uh, depends on who you talk to. There are some people who assert it's the same and some people who insist it's not. And I'm one of the people who insist it's not because like all the side menu items. Yeah, they're the same, but the, you know, like one through 10 combos are all different. Yeah. Cause like, like my go-to at Carl's jr. Is that's like, why I, I like, I like the famous star burger and I like the Western bacon cheeseburger and Hardee's doesn't have either of those. Oh yeah, that's huh. that's how I noticed that they're different because my go-to items are not on the Hardee's. See, it's funny because I I noticed because so the, the and they also don't have green burrito in a Hardee's. The only times I've been to Hardee's was when I was on tour, and so because of that, I was broke ass poor. You know what I right. mean? Like you're buying the side so items, I'm buying the, the side items, menu. Yep. and I remember thinking like everyone's like, "Ah, oh, it's just Carl's Jr. Man, it's just not not or whatever." Like okay, and I remember thinking like, "Oh yeah." All the things I bought, it tastes like Carl's oh, yeah, Jr. Yeah. If you buy like the chicken tenders, it's the exact same. Yeah, even the burger. Hardee's has curly fries. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's something. That, is, that is the one thing. But Hardee's is hard on your stomach. That's Yeah. It, that that eventually, like I had to stop eating there because every time I ate there, I would just feel sick. Oh, I get that over Burger King. Oh, it happened to Burger King. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these happen. I was like 20 years old which isn't that long ago. I don't know why I say <laughs> it like that. But yeah, in college, staying up late and going to like, because Burger King and Hardee's were the two 24-hour joints in Billings. Oh. And so okay. I had a lot of 2 a.m. Burger King and oh, Hardee's. you didn't have Jack in the Box fourth meal? We didn't have Jack in the Box. At all? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> fourth meal rules. I mean, oh, I, I hate myself. fourth meal Taco Bell? No, oh, no. No, no, no. You're right. It's like the, what do they call it? The... Is it fourth meal Taco Bell? You might be right, but Jack in the Box has like the—I don't know what else to call it—the stoner, yeah, stoner food. Yeah, it's they've got like the stoner the food. Meals. Yeah, the munchy meals. That's what it was. It's like <laughs> oh, you get a mix of curly fries and regular fries, and uh, it's a chicken sandwich with 
like mac and cheese on it or whatever. Dude, I missed like, out on this entire thing because I was living in Montana when all this happened. I think they still have a lot of that stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I just don't go to Jack in the Box often. Enough. Yeah, there's not really. I, I feel like, I don't know. Most of the time I go there, my food's not very, like the bun feels like it just came out of the bag when yeah. I get, you know what I mean? Like, and the, the cheese isn't melted and th- it's like. It's it's not good. I remember I, being to told like they don't make it till you order it. And I'm like. I've gotten to the point where almost throw it together till you order it. Almost all fast food for me at this point is just like I, I feel like a piece of shit for eating it. Yeah, like it's just when I'm over it. But like I'm also it's fast and it's cheap. Yeah, so I keep getting it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just like if I'm gonna get it, I want that like melty. Yeah, greasiness. You know what I mean? Like Wendy's is my go-to. Yeah, Wendy's is reliable, except that their fries are always so salty. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. It's just me. For a, me, they're always too salty. I don't. They do oversalt their fries a lot, but my big problem is I always feel like the fries have sat out for too long. What's your go-to at Wendy's? I'm a Dave's Double guy. Really? I had that for the first time. Really? Yeah, uh, this year because Mikey always gets the Dave's, uh, and I, I used to get. I always got the Baconator, but I you really can't, like the Baconator too. But like, I like to mix it up. Well, I would the get the Baconator because we wouldn't go to Wendy's that often. Because like until yeah, recently the there wasn't one it, close to us. If you go to Wendy's frequently, you can't do the Baconator you every can't. time. It's no. just it's too much. It's way no, dude. It's hell. Yeah, you can't do that. So I I, so I was like, Mikey loves this. Let me try it. I was like, it's a good traditional oh, burger. Yeah. This it is, is really it good. It is the best basic burger. They have all those and chicken pub like, sandwiches right fast now. Food. Yeah. Have you tried those? Yeah. I'm still. I'm still Team Popeyes with the chicken sandwich. I still haven't had one. Really? Yeah, and I don't know if uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. The chicken sandwiches everywhere right now. Yeah, although I just like, thought they were just the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich is great too. But there's not a Chick Fil A in Livermore, yeah. so I just I kind of rule it out a lot. It's like if you go there, it doesn't matter what time while they're open, you're gonna wait in a line of like forty three cars, dude. What, it's bad. The Chick Fil A in Pleasanton has like shut down the entire shopping center it's in. Yeah. And they have like to, to direct the traffic through just one lane for the, the entire... To the point where there's like a, a diner. Is it an De- old Denny's or something yeah. like that? That's like abandoned. It's just falling apart. <laughs> like, <and there's laughs> just It's just like the parking lot's just full of grass and there's like plants growing in the building. And it's like, it's clearly been destroyed by <laughs> Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Well, and that was like uh, me and Bailey went to SAC a while ago and it's the same thing there. Like I thought it was just the Pleasanton... Yeah. Chick-fil- no, it's every Chick-fil-A, at least in Northern California, apparently. Well, I think it's but, everywhere because I went in SoCal and I was like that. But like it's exploded. I used to go there in SoCal and it was like a normal drive through. I don't know what the popularity was. with. I mean, it was becoming I, a meme for a while. The chicken sandwich wars, I think, really did it. Really? I, I'm willing to bet you that's been a big part of it. Maybe. I didn't even think they were in the sandwich wars. I thought it was just Popeye's. They and like started KFC. it. I mean, that's all they do. Yeah. They started it. Then Popeyes came out with one to compete with Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A was in the news and a bunch of people were boycotting it. So Popeyes was like, hey, we'll <laughs> make chicken sandwiches. And then KFC got in on it. Now McDonald's, Wendy's, freaking Taco Bell has one. Yeah. I've know. heard it's I have garbage. No complaints. But I like chicken sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Chicken sandwiches are awesome. McDonald's has had, a breakfast chicken sandwich. Have you had Plucked? No. What's that? Plucked is a little mom and pop place here in downtown Livermore that makes it's the same thing. It's chicken sandwiches. That's down, what they do. He says downtown. Yeah, I think I've seen that. 
It's I'll try it's, it. uh, it's the same people that own Sauced. I am out. Oh, okay. See, I'm always hesitant to go to these downtown places everywhere because they're so expensive. Yes. Uh, sauce. So we went there bad. the first time and we were like, yeah, okay. Oh, it's a little pricey. It's barbecue though. They're going to bring us a ton oh, for a $30 rib meal or whatever. And they like, here are both your ribs. And you know, <laughs> like the, oh, the thing that makes me sad thanks. is it's really the only barbecue joint, barbecue joint to go to. Like there's a Dickies. Yeah. They're like that too I, though. I don't like Dickies. I like Dickies, but like, you don't, you don't just, get that much. Like, like yeah, Dickies is all right, but it's just, it's, you know, I, it, I, it's, I know it's barbecue. like saying that you want Chinese food and going to Panda Express. Yeah. that That's what Dickies is for barbecue. <sighs> Except that like, I feel and like, like I'll, I'll eat Panda Express. I don't care. Well, in Panda but Express, Chinese that's food. what I'm expecting. The Panda Express, you get that thing and it's, even if you get two sides, it's overflowing. That's true. They pile it on. Dickies, you go and you're like, all right, give me this family meal for three or whatever. And you hand it to you one little it's box. Like three and slices like, of brisket and yeah, a roll. <laughs> yeah. And, and I get it. Like, and some baked beans. Like, I'll, I'll I used Dickies to work this. in a barbecue place. So I know, like, a lot goes into it. The prices on the meat and stuff alone is pretty pricey. Like, they have to kind of charge you up. But, right. But I've also been to places like when we were in Oregon for that wedding and we like went to that barbecue place and they like oh, bring it out right. to you and it's just like whoo, piles of food. And you're like, yes. You know, <laughs> like oh, I want to hate myself when I walk out of here, dude. St. Louis had some of the best barbecue oh, I've bet. ever had. It was yeah. We went into this similarly to Mexican food. We found a little hole in the wall barbecue joint. Yeah, they make their own sauce in house. Everything is smoked out back, and it was so good. The portions were huge. I think we paid like ten bucks a person, and we all got like five pounds of meat. Wow. <laughs> Have, do you watch Queer Eye? I have watched it. I don't watch it regularly. Did you see the uh, episode with the two older ladies that have a barbecue joint in like, oh God, was it Kentucky? I don't know. If I don't think so. It might have been like, it was some, I think it, might, it was in the South somewhere, but like this place, like just watching them and they had like their barbecue joint was like a little stand. It was like you walk up, order it, and they hand it to you kind of joint. And it was like, looks pretty trashy. So obviously the queer guys like fix it up, help these ladies out, like look make it look as spectacular as it is because even when it looks like trash they're bringing out the food and showing you what they're making and you're like oh my god i want this so bad you know what Dude, i mean like it's i'm telling you it's it's a real thing with certain types of food yeah you want to be buying it from a place that your doctor would advise you not to yeah. go to <laughs> one of the things they did there is they uh they hooked them up because their sauce was like super famous. Their barbecue sauces like ar- around town or whatever, but they'd run out. So they hooked them up with like this manufacturing company that would like make it. So we bought some bottles and uh, got some delivered and we were like on a waiting list because this episode had just come out and everyone was getting it or whatever. It was so good, dude. Well, I think that's just the sauce. I was putting on my own meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I think that's so something good. similar to like, have you had Stubbs barbecue sauce? Yeah, I like Stubbs. I want to say that's a relatively new label that came out the same way. Yeah. It was like this barbecue joint started selling their sauce. I like their marinades. It is. They yeah. have good marinades. I, I've used their marinades a lot. Honestly, it, like everyone loves Kinders just, up here. Have you been to Kinders? I have not been to Kinders. That's pretty good. Their sauces and their marinades are pretty good too. Um, it's another one of those things where it's like, it's closer where you get the food and you you feel like more like you got more. You didn't feel as gypped as like Dickies or sauce, right. but like no, but I, still I, I not want enough. That, I want that goddamn five pounds yeah. of meat for ten bucks. Like that was exactly. I got like half a rack of ribs and some freaking pork and brisket and chicken. Yeah, I 
Yeah, Dickies will get like one of your... And we ate it at a freaking... We ate it at a picnic table. Like that's just that was their dining area with some picnic tables. Hell, that was in St. Louis. Yeah, hell yeah. And it was like they looked like they had never ever been sanded down or anything like that. Like looking <laughs> at them gave me splinters. splinters to remind <laughs> you of the experience. That's funny. Oh, oh but man. it was so. I mean, I could have drank a thing thing of their barbecue sauce just by itself. It was so good. Uh, there was awesome. a place in Mississippi too, just somewhere in the backwoods that we stumbled across. Um, it was called Slap You Mama. I've slap your mama. They mm-hmm. make the barbecue sauce, don't they? Uh, it's it's like a rub. Oh, they make okay. a dry rub. Okay, but oh my, that place, same thing. So good, huge portions. You get like seven sides for one dish. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, because why don't uh, barbecue joints make the best mac and cheese? Oh, because it's just it I pairs just, I think, like, so well with barbecue. Mac food. and cheese is such a traditional Americana thing or whatever, but like. Uh, Every every barbecue joint you go to is going to have their own unique mac and cheese, and because it's always going to be bomb. Because there's nothing creamy about barbecue, so you need mac and cheese, and you need creamy mashed potatoes. And Lube you up need- the throat, get those ribs down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, <laughs> that's how we'll phrase that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man. I'm making me hungry. When I was at the first time I had Sonic. We should turn Family Records into a foodie podcast. Apparently. We should just go on the just road going and, and getting food and it, yeah, you know what? We're gonna go to three places, three types of places. We're gonna go to diners, <laughs> we're gonna go to dives, and we're gonna go to drive-ins. We'll call it diners, dives, and drive-ins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody's ever done that before. That's a great you know, idea. We'll cruise around in a muscle car. Yeah. And, you know what? You know what? We'll frost the tips. Let's frost the tips. I think we should. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, Blake. You're the idea man here. Oh, Let's absolutely. That's that's what I do. That's what I bring to the table. <laughs> But you've had Sonic. The first yeah. time I had Sonic, I was all excited because for for years, anyone doesn't know, California just like almost just like just didn't have Sonics, right? Because they were like a Midwestern well, thing. Yeah, or whatever. drive-ins are a Midwestern thing. Yeah, so yeah, so we didn't have them. So the first time you I need had a it place was to eat outside when it's cold. Yeah, that's why they exist out there. <laughs> On my 18th birthday was the first time I had Sonic. We were in Missouri when my first year at drum corps. We <laughs> oh, happened boy. to have a laundry day on uh, in Missouri, and I went laundry day. It was my birthday, and next to the laundromat, pouring rain, was a Sonic. And so all of us kids walking over, and they were looking around like fucking dumbfounded because they're used to cars coming in, you know, and we're all just like walking up and ordering. Were they and all I, wearing the roller skates? No. Nah, uh, that would have been cool. I, the first time I saw it, that, I was blown away that, like, yeah, our waiter brought stuff out on roller skates. I, I think I've had that here. I, I just... Again, it was like, it's, was, it was, it's meh. It's all right. It's just, it's like, it reminds me of like slightly better than a snack bars food. Does okay, that make sense? It, like at a dry, it, like a baseball game or sense. something. I, I was going to say it's like slightly worse, like Dairy Queen food. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the same thing. Dairy Queen, you don't go to Dairy Queen for the food. So the oh, food doesn't no, have to be I've stellar. Had a good burger or two from yeah, Dairy no, Queen. Dairy, no, dude, no. The Dairy Queen chicken strip <laughs> basket is bomb you know what the, makes a good burger is wiener chicken. schnitzel oh yeah have you had it yeah it's pretty good man like the yeah chili dogs are definitely like their big thing yeah but their burgers are surprisingly good surprisingly good uh, they i still think too they're like their ice cream is <sighs> their ice cream is good tasty freeze and dairy queen are like on the same level oh, for dairy me. queen i thought you're talking wiener schnitzel wiener no, no, schnitzel no, no. is good no, ice no, cream wiener too. schnitzel is tasty freeze oh is it yeah i didn't know that yeah oh 
That's cool. Yeah. Um, problem so with it is they're all that, overpriced hot dogs. That's what John Cougar Mellencamp sings about in uh, Jack uh, and Diane. Thanks for <laughs> just interchanging it for for Wiener Schnitzel. Didn't doesn't go with the Wiener with the uh, lyrics quite as well, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, sucking down a chili dog at the wiener at schnitzel. The wiener schnitzel. <laughs> Actually, that kind of works. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Actually, better than Tasty Freeze at Tasty Freeze at the wiener schnitzel. God damn schnitzel. it, John Cougar Mellencamp! You fucked it up. <laughs> oh, this dude. You can't trust him. Um, apparently, we're just talking about food this episode. Actually, what do we have going for us in San in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area? What's our good food? I mean, we have a lot of foods from other places, but like, I think it's uh. I think it's seafood. Seafood. Oh, I mean, 100% I know a lot seafood. of places have good seafood, but one of the no, best no, grab cakes I've ever sushi. had was on Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, yeah. So it's like a little, again, little like one of the 50 shops on the line, and I got some crab cakes, and I remember they like blew my mind. Dude, no. Fish and chips. Yeah. Fish and chips. I have not had better fish and chips than here in the Bay Area. I don't even, there's a place on, and it's, I know it's a touristy spot, but it's the tourist, the wharf is the touristy spot, so... There's a spot on Pier 39. You know what I'm talking I, about? I, it's got like all the pirate stuff on the walls. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Neither can it I. But such it, good fish and chips. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love their fish and chips. That was, um, <laughs> I went there like during the height of lockdowns because like I, really? you know, Bailey had never seen San Francisco. You were like, let's go, babe. Yeah. Was so, it empty? It was surprisingly packed. That doesn't surprise me. But they, you know, like they had a lot walled off because all the restaurants had to do outdoor dining. Oh. Um, So it was like, it was really just they congested a small crowd into a very tiny walkway. Yeah, see, they have some outdoor spaces, but uh, but if they they were close, they were on Pier 39 early enough that they could probably expand a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, we literally, we had such a good time just at Fisherman's Wharf that Mm. we didn't explore the rest of the city that's too funny uh and i just yeah i sat down at this place i had the best goddamn fish and chips <laughs> there's uh, i think italian food we have going for us too oh yeah i mean i know again yeah. that's that's not like americana or whatever but like well it, it's not americana and it's we compete with new york yeah sure because you know new york's got specifically the pizza See, I can't say all this stuff because I've also had amazing Chinese food. So Italian, I can't really lump. It's both know. from out of the Bay Area really has a very diverse food scene. It's so good. Though. That's that's even pizza. I've had great pizza in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I'm bummed I'm, that I, I may never to, get to go there again. I might have to go. With, <laughs> I might have to go with the Asian food. Yeah, the Asian food is good. I think the Asian, like you don't get better Asian food than you get here because like you get seafood anywhere on any coast. Yeah. Have you had? Uh, What's it called? Have you had? Uh, I just want to make sure I'm saying this right before I say it. Dim sum. Yes. Oh, I love dim sum. Really? I, I am. That was dangerous. The first time people took me there because I'm a guy that will try anything once. And dim sum <laughs> has all that. Like the guy came over with like rooster's feet and we're like, everyone's like, oh, and I was like, put them on the table. You know, what I mean? like, yes. Gotta try a rooster's feet. Oh, it was bad. I didn't. I didn't like that. Um, one of the guys I was with really, really liked it. So you know, whatever. Again, I like yeah, escargot. No, no. So, I mean, I eat Rocky Mountain oysters, so I can't. Yeah, that's fair. I, you know, I, I don't have room to judge anybody. Sure. <laughs> no, it was. That reminds me too. Um, so there's this steakhouse in Edgar, Montana. Edgar, Montana is a town of a town of about fifty people. Okay. But for whatever reason, they have this steakhouse in this tiny little town, 
and it is the absolute best steak you will ever have. Really? I mean, I swear, I think they have a cow out back, and they're just cutting slabs off of it. Oh, man. And throwing it on the grill. Yeah. It is so good. The steaks are huge. But um, Bailey's family took me there, and they thought it would be so funny to order bull skins off the, uh, <laughs> off the appetizer menu. They, and, like they were going to trick you? Yeah. They're like, ah, psh. California boy won't know yeah, what that is. Exactly. <laughs> and so I wolfed down like half of them and they're all just like staring at me, trying not to laugh. I'm like, what? I've had, <laughs> have you guys not had these before? <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? When you told were they, oh, were they, like, they lost it. They were like, holy shit. He's all right. He can hang. Were, were they like, were they like, did they have the moment where they're like, Blake, we have to tell you what this is. Yes. For anyone that does know, doesn't know you want to explain what yes. it is. So. As a cattle rancher, when you have a new calf and that calf is going to grow up to be a bull. That deep ass explanation. Okay, go for it. Um, You you snip a couple of dangling things off of the calf. That's correct. Uh, You know, we're trying to keep it family friendly here. Sure. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) Keep the aggression out by. Yeah. So you you cut his nuts off and then you throw (laughs) them in the deep fryer. Thanks for the family friendliness. Yeah. (laughs) Is it that straight? They just deep fry it. They just cut it and deep fry it. There's no more prep. The people who make it right batter them. Oh. And they've got, you know, a special batter with like garlic and cheese and all that shit in it. I have had it. Like there's some old school ranchers who will literally just reach into because they throw them all into a bucket once they've cut them off. And I, I've known some ranchers who will just reach into the bucket. They'll throw it on the branding fire for 30 seconds aside and then just pop it. No. Yeah. Literally, it's yep. As soon as it starts to sear, just eat the thing practically raw. I can't. I don't understand how y'all do that. I, I've done it a couple times. It's, you were raised it is, in it, so. Yeah, but even me being raised in it. No, I, I meant mu- like even ordering it at the restaurant. Yeah. You're willing to, you're like whorfing half of them down. I couldn't. Well, that's, that's the. Like I said, I'll try even, everything once, but I, I can't. Even that, raised with it, I much prefer the deep fried. Because deep fried, it just, it tastes like popcorn chicken. I'm realizing this is immediately calling me out on my bullshit. Because that's <laughs> something I won't try. I don't want to try it. I've had freaking, have you had lengua? That's tongue, right? Tongue, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've had lengua, but I, I, I've had tongue prefer- prepared in some way. Okay, I don't like point. it. I don't, I don't I, like tasting something that can taste me back. <laughs> no, something about the texture. Well, if you make it spicy, then you taste it twice, and it tastes you twice. That, that was one where I didn't. That's funny. That's one where I didn't even uh, get. It. I didn't even know before, and I would have tried it, but I had a girlfriend at the time. Her, she was fully Hispanic. Uh, I was long term girlfriend where her family very. They, it's funny because they were like, you know, you're. It's, how do I explain it? It's like, it was one of those, like, you're not a white boy, but you're a white boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they know. Yeah, sure, you grew up in the barrio, but you're, yeah, you, speak, the, like, you don't so speak like, Spanish. They didn't think of me as skin. a white boy, but they kind of <laughs> get, because I was like, they're like, how, it was a lot of that, like, how are you Mexican? You, you, don't, you don't know this, or you know what I mean? You don't eat this, or you haven't done that. It's like, there's, there's a lot of it I have done, so there's times that they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, Matt gets it. You know what I mean? Or whatever, but one of those was like lengua. <laughs> like never had it. And one day they surprised me. She's like, try this. I want you to try this. Try it for me. Like, okay. I try it. She's like, do you like it? And I was like, no, I don't like the texture. What is this? Dude, you should have <laughs> gone, nope. gone back and eaten this stuff when you had COVID. I should have. Well, but that was the point. I'm not actually trying it. <laughs> and, and honestly, like the, the, no, no, the but bowl you, thing, I'm not going to try a COVID or not. It's not a taste thing. 
I'm sure it maybe it tastes amazing. I don't know. It's it is delicious. You should try it. Anyone out there who's listening who has not tried this and is curious, just go do it. Go find a place. Go find some cowboy bar somewhere. They're they're everywhere. Have you eaten the shrimp head? No. I done that. How's that? Taste wasn't bad. I've got to imagine it's just like but shrimp. I, just, I didn't care. I was like this. This feels. It just feels weird. Like. The taste isn't good. Like with the escargot, the taste was so good that the snail part is just, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like I will, if I'm ever in Paris again, I am getting it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'd get it because I've heard a lot of people like you go to a, like authentic French restaurant that makes it in the U S and like, like Laurent, my brother-in-law is like, no, nah, it's, it's, it's all right, but it's not like, and I'm like, I don't want to taste something like, Oh, it just tastes like flavored snail like having it in paris everywhere i had it was like this is beyond that this is like calamari level like exquisitely made delicious i the snail part is secondary so that's that's with with like rocky mountain oysters that's the best ones i've ever had our neighboring rancher makes them when they brand cattle really and it's it's the best i've ever had because she, she batters I mean, I, up. They I, taste I, like popcorn chicken. That's, I respect not letting something like a cow's testicles go to waste, but it just seems like there's got to be another way. Like plant it in your garden or something. Like just deep fry them and eat them. Someone had that thought to do that. And like you don't, the first time you bit into one, you didn't have that like, so this is what biting into a testicle feels like. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I had that. Because <laughs> again, the first one I ever had, one of the old ranchers, I, I had to have been like six years old. One of the old ranchers reaches into the bucket and plops one down on the branding oh, fire and gives it geez, to me. That was the first one you had. Yeah. Was, oh man! I think that's that's. I think that's why I can handle them now, though. It was like, like he Six. wouldn't let me walk away until I had it, so I just I ate it. What's funny and- is I have the opposite. I, I remember being scarred. One of your dad's friends came in with one. <laughs> have you heard this story? <laughs> and chased me. The house I'm living in now. I was here visiting. Because I think your mom was watching me, and they're doing this stuff. And he came in like, "Hey, come try this, Matthew." And I was like, "What is it? What is it?" And they, they just told me they're like, "It's bull testicles, like it's it's from a private parts of a bull." And I was like, "No, no, I don't want to eat that." And I was like, "Probably <laughs> six, like you, or whatever." And they chased me around the house, like, "Come here, come try it, come." Try it. It, it like scarred me for life. As, right. your, as your dad has mentioned on the show, I was a little bit of a scaredy cat kind of guy <laughs> well, well and like i i won't name any mics or any names on mike but i've got two people in my head who this could be it's a very tall friend yep that's one of the two people <laughs> <laughs> you painted his house yeah i painted his house yep. yeah i love him great guy but I, i'm pretty sure it was him and that's one of the ones that like scarred me for life i'm pretty sure it was i should text him and double check hey was this was this you because i think he scarred me for life <laughs> But yeah, no, that's, that's one I won't try. It's one I won't try. I, I, I don't I, know that I, I would try like that to some degree. I, I like to think I'd try like some of the crazy things like dog meat and, and uh, monkey brain. And also I, I like to think I'd try it, but I feel like I have to be in the moment. It's seeing how I, it I'm looks, how it smells. It I'm not going to seek it out. Yeah. Um, but if it's put in front of me and it's, uh, and, and I'm told like, this is a regular dish that people eat. Yeah. I might give it a try. I'm, like, I'm not yeah. going to commit to eating a whole hunk of dog. That's why, like, I've, like I've tried uh, the shrimp head, but like I tried that. And now I don't want to try the fish eyes. So some people suck out the fish eye. Like I had I'm, the fish. The, I know it's a different having the shrimp head versus the fish eye, but I'm, I'm just 
I, I feel like the head the, the head meat's different, and I don't want it. The, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, well, yeah, like the fisheye camera is cool. <laughs> the fisheye, the food. Eh, yeah, like, I, I, just I'm not suck it out, and I'm that's not me. I can't, I can't do that. It, it's a weird thing because I will try most things. Like, I'll try any meat except for human, but I'll try most meats. You wouldn't try human meat. Don't think I would try human meat under any circumstances. No, I even saw a thing recently. Someone was arguing like, even if what like, if it was you, an organ donor? What if you were starving? Well, that's what I say. If it's ethically sourced, you know, no one died. Like, even if it was like grown in a lab or whatever. Like, I just don't think I could. All right. Tell me this. What's, what's that? Tell me that this. Always sunny episode, like the hunger. Human okay, meat. I've got the hunger. You don't remember that one? Uh, I mean, I, I stopped watching Sunny. Danny in like DeVito's season got nine. like a, a, um, fr- a fridge with like exotic meats in it or whatever, and the, some of them get to try some or whatever. They steal it, Wait. and they're trying to figure out what it is, and they convince themselves that it was human meat. So they have, yeah. Anyways, sorry. Would you try it if you were crossing the Sierra Nevadas with a party of other travelers, <laughs> and you guys got stranded? You listen to. Uh, you listened to a fan, uh, Brody's. I did. did you? Donner, Party of Five. Donner, Donner Party of Five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I don't think I could. I mean, I don't know. I guess you don't know. If you're in that situation nowadays, I don't know. I mean, I for, it, it doesn't matter, but in a, in a way I see like, okay, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, like being that stuck, you're that desolate and out there. Now I'm like, oh, well, there's airplanes and stuff. But it's like, I know that really doesn't make a big difference. I don't know that I could. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because, of course, back 200 years ago, you just anybody you interacted with any of your friends, you had to think to yourself, like, if I had to, could I kill you and eat (laughs) you if I had to? Okay, let me ask you this. I have a I have a thought about this because I don't know why this is. But in my mind, if you had to like you're stuck in that life threatening situation, you had to eat, eat a human. I don't know that I could bring myself to, like, cut someone up and eat their like body and thighs or whatever. But like. Cutting off and eating their fingers seems less bad. Yeah, it's like chicken fingers. Right? But why does it seem less? It's it's just that their fingers, they're dead. They wouldn't mind. I just eat their fingers. You know, like, this seems less bad. But why is it less bad? There's no reason in my mind for it to be less bad. I mean, like, to be fair, I I, I think life or death situation, I eat this person or I die. I'm probably eating this person. Like I, I'm one of those people. Now I you have got that me thinking like, instinct, if I start with the fingers, then after that I'm be like, oh, the, I mean the arms. Arms are an appendage; they'll be all right. right, right. Well, no, and no, then no, before you, you know, no, you do you're fingers, like, and then you're like, well, well all right, all right, right toes. Is, yeah. And then all right, all right, hands and feet. You know, I've already taken the fingers and toes off. Might as well uh, just go for it. Terrible. Well, hey, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, you're that basically means you're saving the choices cuts for last. Because the choices cuts of any animal are going to be like. Why is it that main body freaks me out though? Well, Eating someone's again, like torso again the, messes with me. The, like that's the choices cuts. Like with with any livestock animal, you're looking at the loin and the back and the belt. Well, with pork pigs, you've got the belly. Yeah, but like yeah, like the the back is where your tenderloins come from. Like the, yeah, yeah, the filet mignon is in your back. <laughs> Like, That's don't do this. Ribs. <laughs> ribs, Matt. I'm not eating human ribs. <laughs> uh. this, this took a very dark turn. Can <laughs> you imagine being stuck in the snow, lost, and like, but like uh, you got like, ooh, I can't wait till tomorrow. The ribs are going to be done. I'm slow smoking them. <laughs> of course, like if, Blake's going to be fall off the bone. Well, I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. If you can kill me, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That's the thing. I would never kill. Yeah, no, hunt it would have to like, be a oh, they're already dead, they already died situation. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think I could kill my buddy. I I've, think I I've, would. You know what's funny is the thing that put me at all these thoughts that I've had over my life is the movie Cannibal the Musical. Oh, absolutely. I know we've talked about it before, but like. Well, and like I was actually just going to bring that up at like that whole scene where they're all just yeah. fucking eating each other at one point. Yeah. Eventually they it steam with snowballs. They're all just killing yeah. each other. But it starts with like the guy's already dead and he's been laying there for a day and it's like in the snow and they're like. We got to survive. Like, you know what I mean? They have that like, if you haven't watched, it's based on the real true story of Alfred Packer who had to eat his, uh, in order to survive him and his party had to eat each other to, and then was arrested for cannibalism. Yeah. I think it was the first, uh, cause his territories became a state. So it was like the first American cannibal like charged or You're whatever. You're from Colorado territory. Yeah. <laughs> Heading over to Breckenridge. <laughs> Colorado territory. Oh, dude, God, I, I saw I saw a whiskey uh, the other day at Bevmo that it's it's on my list now. It's from Breckenridge. I think I saw that Just one specifically for that because of that quote. <laughs> yeah, you want some more? sure. Um, oh, that is such a for as bad of a movie as it is. That is such a great movie. It's great because it's bad. That's the the thing. Yeah, is it's they embraced that it was bad. Well, yeah, because they're, they're <laughs> college kids with like twenty grand in their pocket to yeah. make this movie with. Was it even that? I don't know. I don't, even, I don't know. They, like they literally, they could not rent Trey the same Parker's, horse every day of shooting, so they just made they just, it a running gag. Yeah, the so they just got completely different looking horses for every scene <laughs> and just called it the same thing. But like Trey Parker's dad was the judge. Yeah, you know, like he just had his dad do it. You know, like it's, I think it's, somebody else's dad was the the general store guy that every. The howdy, howdy, oh, do maybe. howdy. But they like they got their they just got their like film teacher to perform in it and stuff too. And like, the amount of jokes like when something's on purpose bad. There's a scene. Well, I'm pretty sure the three trappers were literally just a few of the like football players on at the college. Well, I don't know they're football players. I think they were I, actors. But like, I don't yeah. know that they were actors. I think they was literally just three people they went to college maybe. with. Maybe. And they were like, hey, we need you to be bullies. The dumbness of the <laughs> scenes, dude. Like they had this moment where they couldn't. They had this callback character scene and they couldn't film it in the same spot at the same time. So they had it. Um, one their one of their main characters recording their lines in one spot. And the other one was in a whole different area. And you I could, remember this. Scene. Yeah. You yeah. could <laughs> vaguely feel the, the female character. Like they were like, well, you could kind of hear the highway in the background. So we just decided to go record it right next to the highway. So it was really obvious that you could hear the highway in the background. Yeah. So I was like, he's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then it cuts to her and you just hear, like, oh, that's very interesting. I also, it did not occur to me until somewhat recently that Trey Parker just did all of the singing for every character. Yeah. Well, no, they all sang. I, no, I think there might have been like one or two other actors who sang a song. Yeah, well, but, I mean, some of them in like but ensemble. But Trey Parker did almost all of the male. He vocals. wrote all the music too. Which well, yeah, is that, cool. And then, there's a whole scene like in the main song, like uh, they they couldn't think of a word to rhyme with. Uh, they couldn't think of a word to line up this rhyme, so it's like uh, the sky is blue and all the leaves the are green. Spidoinkle? The spadoinkle. So they just made up a word. Yeah. He's like, it's it, a it's it, a musical. It, we'll just make it, was it a up. Placeholder. Yeah, it's well, a spadoinkle day. And the, I remember watching the commentary on that and they were like, yeah, we'll just go back and change it before we record. <laughs> and then they didn't, didn't go back that. and change it on That's recording funny. day. So <laughs> it just became Spadoinkle. Spadoinkle. Ah, Spadoinkle. Well, and they I, just, well, no, dude, they kept adding it into yeah. the, the movie too. When someone would trip or something like, ah, Spadoinkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Uh, 
Well, and like we've done that with Fat Tango Presents. We've had like we've just you know thrown in a placeholder to keep writing. Clear inspiration. And then it sticks. Yeah, the Trey Parker, Matt Stone are incredible, and and they continue to still do stuff like that. That's what's great. Is like oh yeah, it's good. Dude, it's not good because it's bad, but it's good because it's good. And they've been doing South Park for as long as I've been alive. Isn't that crazy? Like it blows me away. And they're still, you know, now they've slowed it down and they make what they want to make and only what they want to make, which is cool. But they just decided to write a freaking musical and it freaking won a bunch of Tonys. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah. the, the South Park guys wrote a Broadway fucking musical. It's great. Their movies are great. <laughs> I, I love those guys. And it all starts with Cannibal. If you if you love basketball and uh, actually if you love basketball and uh, Team America and stuff like that, there's two movies you have to see. Cannibal the Musical, their first movie made in film school, and then the first one they did on their own when they like moved to Hollywood, which is called uh, Orgasmo. Uh, have you seen that one? Yeah. And it's about it's a, been a long time, but yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to seek it out. It's about a Mormon missionary who comes to California to spread the the mission. And in order to uh, pay for his wedding with his like fiance at home, his girlfriend, he becomes a uh, actor in porn videos. But he doesn't do the porn. He's just the actor. And he becomes this huge sensation for this like superhero <laughs> actor <laughs> swept up in this world. It's so funny. I love that movie. Oh yeah. Uh, they're great. Well, and it shows so much promise for us seeing that. Yeah, I'm like, sure there's like, a lot of people I, doing what we do that well, just don't go anywhere though either. We got to be realistic. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it, it's nice to know that they started from a similar point that yeah, we they did. Just did what they loved. Yeah, and and we've got to do and that they too. built it up into this thing. Yeah, now, for I mean, sure. I mean, South Park they were making it with construction paper. Yeah, and a you know and doing stop motion for the first few seasons. That's why we decided when Mike and I first thought to do the the big show that we're going to release here next after the end of our season of uh, Fat Tango Presents. It was inspired by that because we were just like, we need to make this. How can we make it? What do we know how to do? What's our disposal? We were doing a band at the time, right? Writing music and stuff, and it was like we have microphones. We know about audio engineering. We know a little about sound design. Like okay, so. That's very close. Let's learn about sound acting. Let's learn about sound effects. You know what I mean? Like, let's make this a podcast. Yeah. And then that, because of COVID, it flopped. We we're going to drop that first, then get into the singles that we do now. But Which is funny because we've been able to spend more time on production because of COVID. Uh, yeah, for so, sure. Like, if anything, we, we would probably just be dropping it now anyway. Yeah, and because <laughs> of COVID, we've gotten the opportunity to, to drop. We'll be able to drop, I think in total, it'll be like 15 singles and it'll probably be like six or seven shorts. And then we'll come out with our big eight episode arc story that we're going to be releasing. Stay tuned. Fat Tango. Yeah, presents stay, listeners. Tuned. stay tuned if you're interested, but sooner or later, we're going to cobble a trailer together for you. And then we'll actually announce what the project is. Cause we've done <laughs> this on a few other shows where we like try and hint at it without giving any detail. away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the goal is hopefully by, I think our goal is by next summer uh, to have it released. We will uh, we will let you know as we feel well, confident. We're going to be like entering full time production here in about month. Yeah, and a half. well, and we've learned a lot doing these singles. We might Let's, be able to streamline things more than we thought dude, we would have been able to before. So, I'm already done with dialogue on our episode coming out in November. Wow! Yeah, this new process. We, we, rules. we changed <laughs> up our editing and recording process, so now we can produce way faster. Does it sound badass? I, I've still I've still got some like. Clean up to do, okay. but 
it's yeah it took me i think a total of two hours to get all the takes stitched wow together. for anyone that's interested that's a cut down from like six to eight yeah so we've been refining our process. Well, Apparently six to eight on a short episode. I did dialogue for a couple of the 30 minute ones. Yeah. <laughs> and that was yeah, with like eight characters to weed through. Some of those were like 10, 12 hour just for the dialogue, not even the sound design. Yeah. That's the yeah. Suddenly the sound design is going to be longer than the dialogue. That's going to yeah. be cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think like I can be done by the end of the month. That's awesome. So we, we literally just cut a month off of our production process. That's awesome. We can talk more about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, um, but for those of you Fat Tango Presents listeners, you can potentially count on more consistent content moving forward. So, Blake. Good for you guys. <clears throat> because this is called Family Records, I just grabbed the Family Records book. And We're I clearly opened it up <laughs> stalling out. Because so we really well. talk about this stuff a lot. Oh, man, where was it? There it is. I opened to a random page. And it happens to be one of your I just records. saw you flip through a bunch of pages. You, you, you opened, knew what you were I opened for. to this one, and then I lost it because they flipped back. And this one caught my eye, so I want to go with it. All right. I'm curious. You have the longest jump off a swing record for our family. I believe 12 feet, 6 inches, right? 2 inches. Don't get cocky. <sighs> <laughs> Wait. 12 feet, though, right? 12 feet, 2 inches. Okay. Is that real? 12 feet? That's a long oh, jump, well, man. So, so you remember the park. This this was at the Maybe. park by your dad's house, old house, old house, yeah, where we used to like roll down the hill and yeah, and, oh yeah, 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 and it had the that bridge like the that made park the in sound town at when the time. you crossed it, yeah, and the big giant tic tac toe, yeah. So we, me and uh, your sister, who we're not allowed to name anymore, um, <laughs> mystery sister, yeah, we used to just jump off the swings and we used to start competing for distance and. So this is a real record. Yes. Oh. I don't know if it was exactly twelve feet. We never measured, but yeah, I made but we had it a grown ups to kind of gauge it. So I made it far. Yeah. I because like we would swing until we were getting like you know. Do you think you up could... above parallel with the ground? Oh wow. You know what I mean? Like we 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 would get some momentum going. Do you think you could beat it now? I don't know. I've got more weight behind me now. Being bigger might might be a In this case, it hindrance. might be an advantage. Might be an advantage. Because this is entirely momentum we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might have to I might have to go for this. We might have to go to the park. Yeah, we might buddy. have to get I'm some Instagram you. content this weekend. I'm telling you. Um because yeah, I mean I I went so the swing set is like in its own corner of the park, and then there's like a little jungle gym. Uh, on the other end of the park, and there's a lot of tan bark in between. And I don't remember exactly how far it is, but I made it from the swing set to the jungle gym. Uh, it's probably about 12 jump. feet. <laughs> and two, two inches. inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Your dad came back and measured afterwards. Yeah, and yeah, was yeah. Like, I'm sure right. he went back. He was like, well, let me go see. And this was this was like a big moment for me, too, because like, like you know, I did it a couple times you know, I jumped before I really got going with the swing. Uh-huh. And there was there was one time bef- before this where I, I really got going on the swing, like getting up real high, moving real fast, all that. And I went to jump and I was too afraid. And so I, at the last minute, grabbed the chains on the swing again and my hands slid down the chains. Did you fall off the seat? I did fall off oh. the seat. So, yeah, like I ripped my fingers open and... Oof. 
Oh, it was nasty. I was bleeding everywhere. It was, <laughs> and so this was a big triumph for me because so I, I came back. Yeah, yeah. I had my little like Rocky montage. Yeah, yeah. like so it's like that. You didn't even freaking. Uh, you didn't even primary, and now this you came back and you dominated. Yeah, that's a great. That's a. Yeah, that's a great like comeback story. I just gotta say, I'm very inspired by that. Family record for best comeback story. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's your record. Twelve feet two inches. You know, I feel like there's another record on there for some kind of jump that's twelve feet two inches. So maybe um, maybe that's maybe that is a bullshit number. I just remember it was a big deal. I was because I made it really far. Dang! Look, my sister that shall not be named has the record for the most cookies eaten in a day. That's a different sister that shall not be named than the one that I was talking about. Oh no, you're right. Never mind. This is Sarah. She's cool. <laughs> Sarah ain't gonna career. She got the most cookies eaten today. Seventeen cookies. I have definitely broken that. Well, she also has the family record for most cavities, so I'm not surprised by that one. You're right. Highest jump on a trampoline, twelve feet two inches. By our cousin Jake. I'm starting to think these records are bullshit, dude. Oh, Mike. <laughs> you think you'd come out with it? Be truthful. I mean, you're a Buddhist now. You care about that stuff. <laughs> Leave another five-star review and set the record straight. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that. I think we need to update this. Most popsicles in one day. Cousin Jackie. My dad has no definitely way. beaten no that. No way your dad does yeah, not have no, that record. Yeah, no, he's got that right record. He's, that's, he's the popsicle that's, master. That's his meditation. When they came out with, like, zero-calorie, sugar-free popsicles. Oh, my God. The world changed for microdolphy. Oh, yeah. They used to... <laughs> They used to have the big, like, Costco-sized ones. Yeah. They and he, used would to, just, he would go through half a box. He would go grab, like, two or three and then sit down <laughs> and eat one, like, a few at a time. And then occasionally go back and get more because, you know, you can't get, like, five at one time because they're going to melt. <laughs> oh, dude. I used to love going over to your dad's house for that, too. Because, like, he, you guys always had fun popsicles. Like, it, my parents always got, like, fruit bars the ones that are like made with real Ugh. fruit and actually good for you and Ew, gross now that i'm an adult absolutely i love those but back when i was a kid i wanted like the popsicle brand popsicles like i like the those like big old rocket stick frozen. ones i like the ones that were fat like you still pops. get them like yeah just mega sized ones i i still occasionally oh it's been a long time Bum but i used pops. to occasionally I like grab the gobstopper ones the ones you that are like, like seven different flavors Oh yeah, those are fun. And you just change and every layers. Yeah, yeah, those are fun because you kind of like find reach that point where you just pop the layer off and you just like bite it off. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, the orange dream sickles. Good stuff. Uh, the root beer float popsicles. Back to food. <laughs> well, this we're on dessert now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We are on dessert now. Um, Oddly enough, as we were talking about food, Bailey texted me telling me she wanted cheese fries on the way home. Cheese fries from yeah. Wiener Schneitzel? I, that's the only place I can think of that might still be open by the time we're done. Nice. Either that or like Jack in the Box, but I don't know if Jack in the Box has cheese fries. I want cheese fries. I'm, we've been like avoiding going out to eat or getting there's anything not, because we're about to go out of town yeah. for a week. And I'm like, I got to save money for. There's not an Outback here in Livermore, but like Outback Steakhouse has the best cheese fries too although okay have you been to islands in down south uh -uh. um 
I think they're comparable to Outbacks. So Outbacks okay. is the first time I've had something similar. But there's a a restaurant called Islands. People love it. Although over the years, it's a chain, but over the years, they stopped serving fries with their burgers. So you got to buy them separate, which is some BS. And then the burgers yeah, quality is just kind of dropped off, whatever. But they have cheese fries that are right there with freaking uh, Outback. I, Outback was the first time I had I them think, that blew my mind. I think what makes Outback so special is that they all they serve them with their like house-made ranch. And their house-made ranch dressing too. is just, it's the best. So it's, it's like... Like Texas Roadhouse and it's cinnamon butter. It's just there is yeah. nothing better than that. Uh, Red Lobster and it's cheese uh, bread. Yeah. Cheese biscuits. Olive Garden and the breadsticks. I've only been to Red Lobster once. Like uh, there's a running joke in our family about Olive Garden, and I'm sure it's a running joke in most Italian families because it is it is far from all. The, it, it is the Italian Applebee's. Yeah, that's but, fair. But – the breadsticks are delicious. Problem is, I love Applebee's. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Applebee's. But you're like, not Apple- supposed to. Applebee's. All the is- chefs are like, everything's microwave there. You shouldn't like it. I'm like, ah, I yeah, microwave it's because a lot half of the stuff chefs are like 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, even with Applebee's though, it's one of those things. Like, all right, it's cheap and it's not going to be complete garbage. So yes. I'm going to go eat there. There's going to be good it, stuff there. Yeah, no, no. You know what Applebee's like has? The, the two for 20 menu at Applebee's yeah. for a long time was just the best thing yeah, you could get at I any local restaurant. Yeah. I love, I think they make great steamed broccoli. Food for, yeah. I, that steamed always blows broccoli. Like, like Outback and stuff makes it too, but like, the, I, like, okay, if I go to Outback, if I get an oh, Outback or Applebee's, if I get Applebee's a steak. Applebee's fajitas are also pretty killer. Yeah, they're not chilies fajitas, but they're no, no, good. they're not yeah. chilies fajitas. That's that's they why have I, fajitas. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, huh? It's the same thing as chilies. They come out on the sizzling <laughs> plate, and yeah. Um, Outback. If you get a steak meal, Outback is going to be better. Oh yeah, it's you know, the steaks can be cooked much better. It's going to be delicious, uh, and the mashed potatoes and stuff can be delicious. But Outback, their broccoli is so good. Why is their broccoli so good? They make I, such they, good steamed broccoli. Dude, because no other restaurant seasons their steamed broccoli. I'm Maybe sure Outback seasons it or something. Yeah, I, they, yeah, they I had one it's time. Just salt. Like I, I'll go to Applebee's or Fridays or Apple- any of those, <laughs> any of those, and get something with a side of broccoli, and it's literally just steamed broccoli. Applebee's with nothing. Will, will occasionally have the like unlimited shrimp or whatever like those meal those deals they do i love those because i go i get all excited and i go in i'm like give me the unlimited shrimp baby you know like halfway through for thirst how's everything going you gotta this is what you gotta learn when they come by and say how's your meal taste you gotta order that unlimited next round then then oh yeah because if you go the problem is this is how they get you if you order after you've eaten one and then you go, like, if you're fun, almost done, you're like, oh, whatever. They're like, well, we got to bring you another full plate like we brought you. And then you're like, oh, do it. can I eat a full plate? I don't know. Oh, dude, it's but the same thing they with, like, the Red you. Robin uh, bottomless fries. Yeah, it takes freaking 25 yeah, or, or minutes. Or the Olive Garden breadsticks. Like, yes. you've got to flag somebody down. Hey, excuse me. I need, Unlimited. I need more breadsticks. And they're like, okay, we'll go get to it. And then 30 minutes later, you get them. So you're not hungry anymore. This is So since we're on the topic of all these chain restaurants and you know, having to flag people down for the bottomless shit. So Outback is is one of the favorite places for when Bailey's family all comes to Billings. Okay. Not sure why. 
I, I guess because of the good steak and the good cheese fries and the good ranch dressing and just all around good food. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I love Outback, dude. I, I talked myself into it. <laughs> um, but no, Bailey's grandpa is very, you know, he's getting up there in years and he's hard of hearing. So he likes to just go and turn off his hearing aid. I know this story. Yeah. Kind of. This story, uh, but my grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> sounds familiar. That's the word. But, um, and he was just sitting there scarfing the bread and the waiter just was not coming to check on him, huh. on us. Cause you know, yeah, I mean, it's the same you thing. You've got to flag somebody down and then, yeah. And so, you know, he's, he's trying to get the waiter's attention and he finally just says, screw it. He grabs the bread knife, points it at our waiter and is like, Hey, you bread now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hope he tipped well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, We always tip well at Outback. Good, good, good. But, uh, yeah, those people deserve it. Uh, but it was just, it was the funniest interaction because half the family's just turning beet red. <laughs> just so embarrassed. Awkward as hell. Me and Bailey and her brother are just sitting there laughing our asses off because he just threatened the waiter with a bread <laughs> knife. <laughs> That's like, funny. Who does that? <laughs> Apparently Bailey's grandpa. Yes. <laughs> is he Australian? That seems like a thing Australians would do. Well, maybe 30 years ago. He's Montanan. So it's just like Australians, but with snow and fewer bugs that can kill you. Okay. Hey, Montanans and Australians are not that far off aside from the, the, the weather. Okay. <laughs> well, and also like, uh, cause like there's less bugs that'll kill you, but there's plenty of like mammals that'll kill you in Montana. Oh, that's fair. Bears and such. Bears and mountain lions and all few other types of big cats. Okay. Like the the one tiger that, you know, is at the zoo and drunk idiots fall into the enclosure. Let it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, they just end up in the enclosure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually no, I think that Montana happened. Montana had the a Bay situation with a lion? No. Oh good. But no, that did happen in I think it was like the San Jose Zoo. Here. It was like thought, 2013. Didn't it get out? I thought it got out. I'm thinking of something different. No, some people broke into the zoo, and I think they fell into the enclosure and got mauled. Sheesh. Oh, I think I remember that story. Yeah. Some drunk teenagers. Go figure. Yow. <laughs> Although, I got to be honest. If, 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 I was, if it was more convenient for me to break into a zoo after hours while I was drunk, I might be talked into it. I don't I know like that I'd be hanging out. What's the point, though? I don't know that I'd be hanging over the edge into the enclosure. I, I think that's, I don't even think drunk Blake would do something that stupid. That's my thought is like, I don't know what the point is like. Okay. So my, my senior prom was at SeaWorld, right? And like, I was all excited. Like you're going to SeaWorld, the senior prom, whatever. But it's like, yeah, you can, there's a couple areas you could go over and like see some of the animals, but like the prom was happening over here in this one like tented area, right? Like, and seeing dolphins at night in an enclosure was, was kind of lame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was, that was kind of like us with, um, so we did our grad night at Disneyland. Nice. We all, <laughs> we all hopped into buses and we rode down to Disneyland. We were there for like three hours during park hours. And then they kept the, they kept the rides running for like another two hours after yeah. the park closed. Cause we had it all night. But after a while, they just shut down all the rides, and it was like 
Cool. We're at Disneyland at night. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I I never got to experience that for some reason. My high school was banned <laughs> from uh, Disneyland. Oh my god, I want to know the story so I bad. I don't even know what the story is. I think someone told me once, like some it was all predicated around some kid being an idiot and like breaking some rules that or makes whatever. Sense. But like, I our high school was banned for like ten years or something like that. I think we were there with like two other high schools. I wonder if they and do it now. I definitely watched several people get busted weed, for trying it, to smoke weed into the or smoke no, weed into the it. park. You that like, that's a big thing going to grad night from like for us it was like a forty five minute drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. For us it was an eight hour bus ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Very very different. Yeah, for us it was a much bigger deal. For you guys it would have been like, oh cool, we didn't do it grad night. We'll just go tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Fun little fact is, uh, speaking of prom and stuff, I don't know if you know this about me and Chelsea, but we went to prom my junior year together. I did not know that. We weren't dating. We were friends, but I didn't have a date. She oh, didn't did have a date. Those things. And it was one of those like, hey, let's just go together. The problem is, Chelsea, we should have Chelsea on tell the story. She hates me for it. But like the problem was I had an ex-girlfriend that I had broken up with fairly recently. Oh, boy. And uh, she, we were both, I think I was, oh, no. This was my junior prom. Yeah. So I was able to go. So she was there. And so I ended up because I'm, you know, young and in love. This was my, that was my first long-term girlfriend. And we like, you know, I've been through, there. Yeah. All that stuff together, together for like two years or whatever. And, and, um, so I went with Chelsea and we went together she looked gorgeous. We have pictures of us going to prom together on my, on our wall. And she, the whole time, my dumb ass is over talking to my ex-girlfriend and like, just like, like, let's get one dance for the night and then chit chatting about like, like trying to like talk through all the shit we just gone through. You know what I mean? Like one of my biggest like regrets. Yeah. (laughs) dude. It's like, uh, you could have gotten started so much earlier. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. We would have worked if we'd started then. I don't know. But the the thing was, we weren't there together. That's why I was like, Oh, I'm going to go talk to whatever. Like Chelsea's my friend. And she's like, why, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you understand you're my friend. You know what I mean? Like, you get it, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, no, that was uh, I don't know. My buddy Scott, you know Scott. Yeah. Him and I convinced ourselves that for that prom we were gonna wear completely white. Scott, suits. actually, shout out. I think might be the one that introduced both of us to good whiskey. Really? Oh yeah, he, he was, was the, the guy that bought, bought you the label. bottle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he uh. So he, shout out Scott. Shout out Scott. He rules. Scott's a great guy. Um, he. Scotty doesn't know what he started. <laughs> Scott, I love when you have that attitude because whenever I never, I don't think I make the joke, but whenever we get together, someone always makes the joke. But Scotty doesn't know, and he has that <laughs> attitude that like I have with like the drumline stuff. And he's like, "Yep, Scotty does know." <laughs> you know like, yeah, you've heard this a million times, haven't you? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm uh, just glad there's nothing that's all that bad for my name, <laughs> well, except for Balake. That, you that, got Balake. That, no, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I. Ben, I almost forgot about that because I haven't Aww. seen that video in a while. <laughs> Nobody's called me Balake in a while. Uh, Yours died out. I don't know why Scotty doesn't know. Like, no, it's still. It, but mine didn't die out for a long time. That video came out in like 2011, maybe. Uh-huh. And I've, I've been getting that regularly up until pretty much COVID when I stopped interacting with strangers as much. Oh, really? It, I would have guessed like, it would have died off when Dave Chappelle came back and started talking crap about George, uh, Key and Peele. No, up until no. like my last job before the one it's I have one now. Of the most iconic were... sketches. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. 
I wonder how many kids are named Blake because of that, because that plant in the seed and like people Maybe. are just laughing about Balake. Balake, ha ha. That's funny. Balake, I wonder if Blake Sheldon gets that. Because there are, now that I think <laughs> about it, it wasn't that long ago. It was when I was in Montana and life was normal for a few days and we went to the bar and I was talking with somebody at the bar and I introduced myself as Blake and they were like, Oh, Balake, that'll help me remember it. Like <laughs> every time I meet somebody named Blake or Aaron or Denise. Hey, hey Rob. That, that's that's the thing. It's not just calling me Balake. Everybody has to give me that speech. Of all the of different the, names. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I don't give a fuck. My name's not Aaron. Yeah. Or Denise. Like just don't, you know. Balake is old. Come up with something original. <laughs> Call me Blake up. <laughs> Blake up. See, I came up with something original. Thank you. And I appreciate you for uh, it. Yeah, Matt's. I feel like Matt <laughs> is the most one of the most cliche. It's not like Michael. Michael's cliche. Everyone's named Michael, but it's also got this like Mike's and Michaels and Mikey's and like there's a million different versions. Matt is there's Matt and there's Matthews. That's it. And both of them, everyone is struck as them being like kind of douchey. You know what well, I mean? Dude, like, <laughs> The like the only the only profile I can think of for my name is like just your generic white dude, like as white as it gets. Yeah. Like it maybe yeah. frat boy specifically. I feel like when you like, were born, Blake was the the name of like like Cole now. Colt or like Colton or you know what I mean? Like on the bright side, I'm just you know, I'm just glad that I didn't get named like Glenn. Yeah. That, you ever that's think a about rough one. <laughs> there are grown ass names that were once baby names. You ever think of that? Like at some point someone had a baby named Ryan. Who does that? <laughs> or, uh, well, but like you, th- you gotta go through the process, right? Like we've all know Ryan's like grown ass men named a Ryan. Well, and like it fits, it fits every Brian Ryan that I've ever named. Even like, yeah, and it fits them. But at the same time, like at one point they were a baby and it must've been the same thing now. Yeah, you had like, to look that kid in the eyes and new... be like, you look like a Ryan. Yeah. Like come here, Ryan. It's time or, to or like Gary. Hey, no hate on Ryan's or whatever. Some of my best friends have been named Ryan, yeah. but you know, like just, I think it's a funny, yeah. Gary, uh, like it, it's a very bizarre phenomenon. Mildred. Mildred. At some uh, point, somebody looked a baby in the eye and said, you know what? Yeah, but they're going to have this name that sounds like a household thing that you clean with bleach. <laughs> but those names I can kind of get behind because it's like they're going to have a nickname like Millie. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. Um, I had a buddy. Uh, shout out Yasha. You've met Yasha. I've met Yasha. Yeah. Uh, he he loved to tell the story that like his his name was this close to being Obadiah. Oh really? And it's like like he just feels like he dodged such a bullet and he's still got such a unique name that it was that it makes you think like how the hell did they come up with that? Yeah. Absolutely. But at least it wasn't Obadiah. Is his, I, I hate, I'm curious because I don't think, I, I feel like I might have asked him because he's Native American. Yes. His, uh, is Yasha a Native American name? I believe it's Hebrew. Interesting because Obadiah I, sounds Hebrew. That's why I was asking. Well, I think that's, um, is his family? I, I don't, I don't want to assume too much because he's not on. We should get him on. Yeah, Yasha would be fun to have. And I've seen him in years. Uh, yeah, same here. Yeah. He 
he pretty much just like hit the road at some point and we lost touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh but yeah, no, I want to say it was like his dad found religion around the time he came along and Yasha's Hebrew for like comes from God. Interesting. Or something like that or comes from I I don't remember what exactly it means, but it was, All I know it was is something Matthew profound. means a gift from God. <laughs> You're welcome world. <laughs> She thanks. <laughs> oh, that's dumb. Uh, yeah, no, he was a cool dude. Another drummer. Yeah. Another drummer. It, it, it was another one of those things where it was like, I know you don't have a whole lot of friends up here. So you're a drummer. He's a drummer. Yeah, yeah. You're a drummer. Discuss. Drummer, me drummer. Have drummer fun. It's so funny. I it's, think it's like it's like when guys get their girlfriends together and they're like, you're both girls. You like shopping. Go shopping. It's a funny thing with him because when he came around, you were introducing me and he was like a big Travis Barker fan. And at the time, I was I was still kind of pretentious. We've had this discussion on here and we haven't mentioned Yasha yeah. and his role in all this. Well, I feel kind of pretentious because he was like, he loved Travis Barker. And I was like, ah, like Neil Peart and this uh, Dennis Chambers. I'm naming all these other drummers or whatever. And, and I was like... I, I I don't think I think he's a little overrated. Blah blah blah. blah. And and it's so funny that I sat him down. I was like, check it out. Like he's doing these you patterns. Up YouTube videos. We watched it together. And I was like, look at his pattern. Is like the way he's crafting it, like this and that. that. And I feel like I, Yasha was even like, oh yeah, I never caught that. That's interesting. And whatever. And I I I often worry that I might have skewed his opinion because since then, my. I've opened myself up a lot and I've realized that like I was judging people like I can't do what Travis Barker does. Yeah, no, what, none of what us can. What is it on me to judge? Like, and also, yeah, his technique is weird compared to what I was learning. Like he but uses he his forearms and stuff, ass. but he's still killing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, like to be judgy, like where the, what the kind of pompous crap was that? You know what I mean? I think you might've still been a drum instructor at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, I was, I was focused on the wrong crap. I think about that sometimes, like being an instructor is a weird well, thing. We've you had should... this conversation too, where like you specifically learned drum line and drum corps. Yes. And it's very different drumming from well, like on a kit in a rock yes. band. The problem is that kids would ask me my opinions on stuff like this. And I would kind of share that similar view. And I realized in retrospect, like I wish I was teaching now with the kind of view and the general, with your, like you can appreciate things. You don't, I even can appreciate like. all things. I, I feel like I would have approached a lot of stuff. Cause I would have like, kids would come up to me like, Hey, what do you think about like math? There was a thing called like mathematic music or whatever for a minute there where they I mean playing. all music is mathematical. Well, I know, but, but they were playing like very like I can't remember what it was. They were specifics. They were explaining it to me and I was like, "Oh, interesting." Like and then giving my opinion on it. And I was like, "If I had, like someone introduced me that now, I'd be like, "Whoa, what what the heck is going on? Like break it down for me. I don't know. I am more willing to be open Oh yeah. to not knowing what I, you well, know what I mean? We, and in those days, I'm I like 18. We've all come a long way yeah, 25 years old at oh, no, no, 25. Like 24, 23 years old going like, "Oh, I figured it out. I'm teaching these 17 16 year old kids now and i haven't figured out it's like that's a flaw in this system i think we've all come to appreciate things like that more in the last few years because like there has been a significant boom in smaller individual creators yeah absolutely and and that's i think that's been a big part of it is that there are so many more people out there with such a unique style that like yeah even if your mainstream stuff stays the same and is very technically sound there are people out there who can just 
yeah, they can kill it doing something that nobody else is doing. Yes. And now with the internet, we have a means of finding that oh, and yeah. appreciating it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's my whole thing I've told you before about micro markets. Oh, I yeah. I don't think we're going to have another mega band in well, the same I mean, way. I mean, now we're talking about like not just micro markets, but like parallel economies and like yeah. little pockets of. There's people stuff. that make whole careers that might only have. You know, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand fans yeah. in the world. Well, and but you, that's enough for them to sustain themselves and make a career out of it. Well, yeah, and you have, and like, that's a beautiful thing. You have, in general, just you know, alternative media out there. It's not like twenty years ago, you had to make it on a major mainstream network if you were going to make mm-hmm. it. Now, you can start a podcast and you can build a following. And you can monetize it. Sure, and. Look at look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan makes more money podcasting than most people do making billion dollar movies. Yeah. It's crazy. It is ridiculous. It's crazy. And it's it's a good thing. Yeah. It's oh, a good absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I I'm very happy that it's happening. And I'm very happy that there are people like Joe Rogan out there who are helping to facilitate this. It's one of those things, all but, that it's one of those things that worries me about the like tech censorship. That's kind of like happening. Gas Digital, which we've pulled some listeners from. Shout out all you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those companies. It's this thing that, you know, these comedians built because yeah. they're not getting the Comedy Central gigs and they're not getting the late Most night Most people gigs. on the street that you talk to aren't going to know who you're talking about or never heard of Gas Digital. But they're a company that's doing well, their shit. And they're like... And they're, well, people like, have jobs, Lewis people are making Gomez money. and Dave Smith, they've bought houses Yeah, in, in New York. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jersey, no, no, but... No, Jersey, yeah. But if they're New York suburbs. That's still, that's like us buying houses in Livermore, dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. It's, it's very impressive. And it's definitely been a little bit of an inspiration for what we're trying to do. There's a to be made in that. And you, you can still be a nobody to a mainstream I, audience. I would just like to put this out there. If Louis J. Gomez would like to come on Family Records. Oh, we for would, sure. <laughs> you let us know what your we, fee is, and we, we will we look into to, whether we can afford it or not. We might have to figure out how to record without Mikey. but Yeah, right? <laughs> Mikey might be a little offended by Louis. <laughs> Yeah, but open invite out there because I know I know we've he's got, not even the person of color. It's me. I know. Yeah, right. Well, and, we should get Ellis on. Ellis would probably love oh, Lewis. Ellis would love Lewis. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I think they're so. like the same person except Ellis is taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like that's. I know we have listeners in New York, and I, I have a theory that they do listen to us. You think that Louis J. Gomez listens to Maybe our podcast? Maybe not Louis J. Gomez, Big J. Okerson. I, I, nah, I, I don't they, think he listens to Family Records. It, it's a tiny. Maybe not Family Records. Fat Tango Presents. Possibly Fat Tango Presents. I don't know, man. I, know, I feel the, like I feel the, like if the they did day, the same day that we dropped our Dawson's Creek parody, One Sword Stone on Fat Tango Presents. Go check it out. The same day they recorded an episode of Legion of Skanks and Jay was singing the Dawson's Creek theme song. I there, don't know. There, there is just that enough wiggle room there that sliver I'm, of a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't believe it. I, I I'm glad I mean, you they, have they that optimism. Who, they know who we are. They do. We're know on who their we radar. Are. Yeah. I don't so. know whether they not. I, I do wonder. <laughs> like I, I, when we started talking to them, we had a little spike from that side of the world. But I think that's probably like interns and stuff. Like, oh, go listen to this. Know who they are. Make sure they're not saying really inappropriate stuff but they're not checking to see if yeah, we're not yeah. saying inappropriate i can't stuff. imagine lewis gomez <laughs> is like a podcast wants to promote on our show on our network i guess i'll go listen to everything they're doing 
No, probably not. I do a way better Lewis impression than that. <laughs> I don't know why that was. I hear it in my headphones a little different. <laughs> hey, doggy. <laughs> there it is. You know, I, I have a lot more respect for the guys on Legion of Skanks because I'm pretty sure I've tried to do the Lewis voice on here, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not as easy as it sounds, doggy. Yeah. I feel uh, like it's the, you got to throw doggy in there every now and again because that's that's like my that's my center. Of how the how long do you think it'll take before we get to the point where we're having Louis Go- Louis J Gomez on Family Records? Depends on if he's to listening about to this and gets our stuff. open invite. If he gets our open invite, we will do whatever it needs to be done. Yeah, we will fly I, to dude, New York yeah. to have him on the we'll show. We'll fly to New York. We'll fly him out here. If he's listening, that would I, be incredible. Dude, I I will fly, like I'll make it worth his while by going out and organizing a show so that he can perform out I here I would too. put $500 like, down that he's not listening to our show though. No. <laughs> but there might be somebody at Gas Digital or somebody yeah. who can get to him who's listening to our show. Just see a $500? No, I don't know who I would give it to. I guess I didn't say that. But I, I know, know they're not a Gas Digital subscriber because otherwise they wouldn't have heard our ad. That's a good point. That's a good point. Although so I, maybe they're not the important I, guest I, I listen digital listeners. Guest Sorry, digital guys. On the regular, and I'm not a supporting listener. So, sorry. We, we, we support it in a different way. <laughs> I mean, we, we paid them money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just paid them to promote us. Yeah. Um, anyways, we should start wrapping up. Yeah, it's. I it's, feel like we've been on mic for a while. It's been a fun conversation. Yeah. And I got to pee. Usually, I don't have to pee so bad. Uh, anyways, let's do some plugs. Oh, no, no, no. Interesting archives. Yes, let's and I have I have one that I find very interesting. You found a we'll doozy, see. did you? So, President Calvin Coolidge. Never known for that name. absolutely nothing. Yep. Um, <laughs> because, well, so in, in certain political circles, he's celebrated because he's the president who they accomplished nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing in office. I read a, I read a book that argued that he was like one of the president, like gave a letter grades and gave him like an A. And I was like, who? Yeah. You know, like, he got an A because he did nothing. Cause he did nothing. He's like, he didn't, he stayed within what he's allowed to do. But, uh, so Calvin Coolidge apparently adopted a menagerie of pets for the okay. white house. All Exotic right. pets like from Ebenezer, the donkey to Smokey, the bobcat, but perhaps the most inadvisable of his pets were a pair of lion cubs, a gift from the government of South Africa. Nice. Get this. They were named tax reduction and budget bureau. That's awesome. <laughs> he gets an A as a president yeah, just for, for that. that. <laughs> that's great. Oh, uh, that. Like that's just that seems like the most badass. Like, top that Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, Come right. On. Although Teddy Roosevelt did have boxing matches and also owned a pet black. No, he was a so. he was a chaotic president. I love him. <laughs> I feel like Calvin Coolidge might be like chaotic good. He he might maybe I might be neutral good. He might be neutral good because yeah. he was yeah he followed he actually followed the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed within his lane. Um. And I ended up seeing another one on this list for a different uh, Calvin Coolidge fact, so I wanted to get to that. Okay. So it turns out Calvin Coolidge was quite the animal lover. No. Duh. We learned Um, this, yes. In addition to his adopted lions, he also loved horses. Okay. Unfortunately, he was allergic. So as a result, somebody bought the president a mechanical horse as a gag gift. There are people that are allergic to horses? Yes. 
So somebody bought him a mechanical one as I'm a sorry, gag I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said yes very quickly, like you know someone. I not off the top of my head. Not anybody. I'm going to name. That's like on more Mike, common than like, I realize. Well, you're country boy, so yeah, I, it, it happens. I mean, dude, I'm allergic to hay. I am too. It's. It is the biggest pain in the ass growing up on a ranch and being yeah, allergic I can imagine. to hay. Your, your grandma's had me it's come like out and help. the one thing. I've helped move. The, <laughs> I learned I'm allergic to from hay from helping move hay. And uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, like you couldn't stop. I mean, that's also how I learned. Watering the that's eyes. also how I learned what line I can get to with my allergies before I have to go home and take a Benadryl. <laughs> um <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so allergic to horses. Somebody gave him a gag gift which as a mechanical a mechanical horse as a gag gift. Yeah. Epic gag gift. Pretty epic, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coolidge missed the joke and just installed it in a dressing room next to his bedroom. One day he tried it out and decided he loved the thing. From then on, he rode the horse frequently, always wearing his hat, but not always wearing clothes. Nice. <laughs> so Calvin Coolidge was a brony. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he might have been a brony. Fun Calvin Coolidge, Coolidge practice. Well, he, he wasn't a brony. Is my little pony wasn't around there, Blake. No, I've but, been learning a thing he, or two. Okay? He might have fit in with the brony community. <laughs> Sombra, Sombra, he fact check on he this. He would have been a brony. <laughs> Sombra, our resident Discord fact checker for my little pony. Yeah, was well, Calvin Coolidge a brony? I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, well, let's do some plugs real quick and get out of here. That was All some right. fun facts, though. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Rodolfi. I'm also on TikTok at Matt Tango. If you feel so inclined, we would really appreciate some uh, reviews and ratings on uh, Family Records because, you know, I don't know if anyone actually would want to listen to us just chit-chat <clears throat> for an hour. It's not like there's any podcasts out there doing what we're doing. You know, I know it's unique and special and all that, but um, we still would, would appreciate it if you like what we're doing. Um, you and can also follow us on Instagram at Family Re- Family Records Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Family Records Po. Um, I also do another epi- uh, another podcast with. Jeez, uh, no, I'm getting it all reversed. Well, I mean, you do, do, do another, another podcast, podcast with me. I do. I do another podcast with Blake called Forte Tango. Ha <laughs> ha! I never plug Forte Tango. I always leave it to you guys. Where all the episode, all the owners of Forte Tango. Wow! All the I have to somebody's so had bad. a little much whiskey. It's not even the whiskey, dude. It's got to pee. I can't think straight. <laughs> Uh, all, the man, owners, go. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the owners of Ford, uh, Fat Tango Presents get together and play video and play games, not video games. Well, they are video games. I guess in the they sense are we're on the video. Zoom. <laughs> a little delayed. We got to do another one. Um, uh, God, I do another podcast with Mikey Lannon called They Might Be Bronies, where we watch every episode of My Little Pony to find out if we might be bronies. It is very inappropriate. If you like this show and you know me personally, please do not go listen to it. It's not for you. If you don't know me, and you want to see how nasty I can be, then go over to They Might Be Bronies. Because <laughs> I say some bad things. Like you said a certain no-no word on the last episode. I did. I re-listened back. I didn't yeah, think I'd did said say it. it. I, I thought sure I was mumbling and I for said like it, 20 dude. minutes about whether or not you said it. Oh, I couldn't believe I said that. I mean, that. you also used it here, but in a better context. They were talking about well, the You were talking word. about Queer Eye. Yeah, queer eye. Yeah. So you said I a accidentally word said that's queer. Also in the, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I said I didn't mean to. I, I genuinely was saying like, "Oh, you ever?" Uh, no, like, th- it was I, supposed to be a mumble, but I think I don't know if it's 
I don't know where it came from. I don't I just say it's ingrained in me, but I don't say that. I that's, don't talk like that. So that's one of those weird words where I feel like context still matters on whether or not you're allowed to say the word. And I think in context, you're fine. Okay. Thank you. In context, you're fine. It's not one of those... Like there are certain words that it doesn't matter context. You're not allowed well, to say. I really because something saying that's, what that's I cool saying the way it came out. It can come across as like homophobic or something like that. But I know no. But you weren't directing anybody. You were using it to prove a point and to it, relay a character. And it, also like yeah. I'm just a, I'm just not homophobic. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I yeah. just literally have no problem with like so all well, that. I, it, it's one of those words you can't just get rid of too, because it's literally the Q in LGBTQ. Yeah, that's true. It, it is. That's true. You know, it is an actual term that's used. Yeah, no, you're it's right. It's just the misuse of it. That's what yeah, context the way that matters. Happens. And I think I, contextually you're fine. I, when we recorded, I did not think I said it. I was like, what are you talking about? Mike? Yeah, he was looking at me so for like weird. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then when I listened back the other day, I was like, Oh, I can see why he thought, uh, like I can see, like I, I, I did say it. Yeah. I didn't think I was, but the jumble of words <laughs> I said was that word. And I was like, oh boy. So anyways, eh, not enough people listen to get up in arms about it anyway. Yeah. 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 No one likes our shows. That's true. Yeah. No one. Listens. I mean, you know, people like some shows more than others, not to brag or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But- no, you're right. No, though. You're right, though. Fat Tanger Presents has a lot more listeners than our well- show. And Family Records has a lot more than Bronies. Oh, you're going there, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I did all my plugs. Do your plugs. All right. Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. Uh, TikTok occasionally at BSBS Comedy. You can catch me around the Bay Area open mic scene. I kind of, I'm inconsistent on which rooms I do and what nights you can find me. But just, just go support local comedy and you'll find me somewhere. Uh <laughs> And also check out Fat Tango Presents, the show that started it all, the scripted audio comedy. It is an anthology series. <laughs> Mikey has asserted that, and it's it's not as fun as saying it's our amazing fantasy or our yeah. you know our thrilling adventure hour, but I guess it works. We can't say that. Why can't we say that? Because it's another podcast. Well, I don't care. It's our version of it. We're, <laughs> you know, amazing fantasy is probably way closer to what we're doing than yeah, thrilling you're adventure probably right. hour, but... Yeah. <laughs> We also just went on a tangent about gas digital and the Legion of Skanks. That's so. true. <laughs> Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think I'm all. Oh, check out our website, yeah. fattangoproductions.com. It is in the episode description. We've got a merch store. We've got links to our Discord. We've got links to all of our social media. Go check it out. It's. It looks like four guys created it on Wix who have never done web design <laughs> before. That's because it's exactly what it is. But I promise there's some good quality merch on there and there's yeah. a Discord where yeah, you can the interact sure, the with us The merchandise is pretty good. We made yeah. sure we started a different one and then we, canceled we, it and then got this one because it was better quality. Yeah, well, and we made sure we bought several pieces of merch before... To make sure, yeah. Yeah, before bringing it to market. Um, oh, God, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, also, so next week you are... Do you have plans for next week? I do not yet. I figure I'll find some guest okay. host. But the I will week not after, be here. The week after that, I w- we do have our guest confirmed. That's right. Yeah. So next week, I will have a surprise mystery guest. And the week after that, we are having the, the Sean Michael McGrory. The return of Sean McGrory. To drink 
my uh, birthday gift he that he gave up, me, yeah. Teeling Irish Whiskey. So he brought stay us, tuned. He brought Blake a whiskey. He's been sitting in the uh, studio here for a little while. We We're, have been waiting to book been him so that we time, can do it. Yeah, yeah, having him back in order to drink it with him because, you know, that's the nice thing to do. And it sounds more fun than us drinking it by ourselves. So It sounds at least less sad. Yeah, I was going to say fun, but you know, I did say no, fun. It is, it is a little sad how much whiskey <laughs> we drink, just the two of us by ourselves. That's true. At least we're not alone alone. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for joining us this week on Family Records. Until next week, where actually I will not be here. Until next week when you were with Blake. And then the following week when I, when I return, uh, we'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace. Late. Late. Out. Out. Now go pee. Family Records. This has been a Fat Tango production.